You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network studios. In Hollywood. This. This is the ToadHopNetwork.com. The best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. It's the Craig Shoemaker Show with Craig Shoemaker, Sarah Sweet, and Joel Geist. Oh, my God. Who sent you here? Dr. Drew hey. diagnosed the Love Master character a severe. Well, he's actually a sociopath. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be fair. He's a sex addict sociopath. So, so there we go. We have Dale Hughley coming up. When you told me about you know your kid that you adopted that was clairvoyant, I told you the story about how he came. It was the dumbest, most <laughs> low level. It was like the Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> Adam Carolla is now walking in, carry like a buck slip. It's like if paper got a boner. <laughs> Tom Bergeron, I'm like, oh, what am I doing here? And Tom was actually played the game. I played against slow Adam. <laughs> oh, wow. And this didn't go in your book? I lost. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you in South Africa? Yes, motherfucker, I'm in Johnson. <laughs> He's in the Matrix. Useless as tits on a bull. Make sure to visit our website, CraigShoemakerShow.com. We on? Yes, yes, we are. We have contact. How we doing, Joel? We're doing everything good. all right? Yeah, it's been a you little bit of a rocky. You see my new watch over here before show. You know what the most? What's the most important time of your life? Does anybody know what now. the answer is? Now. That's what the watch says. Oh, that's so I can't believe I got that I right. My wrist, I just un understand the importance of being in the now. Wow. And Does right it work? No, it doesn't do anything except it just says now. <laughs> no, Actually, it get you it. in oh, the now. Oh, does it get me into the now? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, it works sometimes. Or you have I'm to like, oh, where's the... my cell phone because I need the time. <laughs> no, I'm into the future now because I forgot to introduce our guest. I actually want one of those. I but do. Can I have you it? You want a now watch? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, that'll be your next prize All for right, doing our show sweet. for nothing. This is bullshit. Hey, uh, John, <laughs> John Shanks, my old buddy, I haven't seen him in years. He just walked into the studio and he says, I was a cancellation, wasn't I? Was I? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not I want to know lie. who I'm filling in for. I mean, uh, how uh, far Samuel, down? Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. And, and, and then we went down the line from there. And Katie Seagal. <laughs> how far did we go? Katie Seagal. You, you, it was pretty far. Thank you. <laughs> I've arrived. Welcome to Hollywood. Well, well, you've worked with all the stars that I tried to find. But, and I said, you know what? Why not go to who produces all of these albums of the, of the stars that we would <clears> love to have on our show? So I figured, I haven't talked to you in ages, and it's a great excuse just on microphone to catch up. Absolutely. And, and, have, and have some fun. You have no idea it was, what, it was even, basically, what you've been doing. What you know, it no. was a cry for help, basically, <laughs> last night. <laughs> I was sitting in the studio, and all of a sudden, I'm, I look down, and it's like, oh, can you make it? <laughs> can it you was, show? It was one of my later bookings that and I've ever was, done. And, uh, I have things to do. <laughs> but what time of night was it? It was late. It, it was probably nine thirty, yeah, ten. Yeah, I, the kids were. I know the kids but, were in bed. And but that I, actually works for me because that's the best way to kind of get. Same me. here. Yeah, yeah. You know, because all the kids. You know, even the wife no, is asleep. No, I mean, I was. I, my studio is down the street here. On so the, you were in the studio. You weren't in, even at home. Mm, no. What time do your kids go to bed? Just, just uh, out of uh, curiosity. What time do you get rid of them? Where you're free to <laughs> they, do whatever you they need to probably, do. Well, Dylan's 16 and Jackson's 13. So right. they, uh, Dylan, you know, stays up later. Obviously, you know, probably 11:30 and 11:30, 10:30, 11:30. I bet he's a night? musician he's, already. Isn't he's he? driving, which is, is really. Freaking scary! Yeah, is he a musician? He plays. Well, he was with well, a name like Dylan he, and having you for a father. That's he a double whammy. No, no, he, he does not play guitar. 
Okay. I have 250 guitars. He won't pick up guitar. I said musician. I know. He's a musician. He is. I knew it. He's yeah. a real musician because he reads music. Really? Yeah. He plays. He, as opposed to you? Tell me I'm, Tell me the big producer just, of the year doesn't just, read music. I can read a vague chord chart. Are you serious? Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's That's all awesome. piss and vinegar. That is awesome <laughs> to you? This pisses me off. I should have <laughs> gone into a, that career. He gets to stay I really, home. I have good ears. Yeah. I have really good ears. I do, too. I, I can do hear. I do like, impressions of people. How do you think yeah, you do impressions at, from an ear? And it's I back sing. to you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what I'm saying is... Yes, uh, you're uh, funny. Uh, You've always been funny. <laughs> I've no, seen but, your but it, it takes an ear for that, and I'm mad that I didn't get into your career. Now, I didn't. I, the reason I didn't, I didn't know you didn't read music, that I didn't... I thought that was I a requirement. I tried to learn. I'm just slightly... You know, retarded. <laughs> I love. See, I love the inside poop on this. One of the reasons I brought John on the show, to be honest with you, <clears> is yeah. other than so desperation. I, 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 well, it was the desperation. <laughs> I'm just talking about where it was inspired from. I start talking to people, you know, out of the blue. Hey, I listen to your <clears> podcast <throat> every week. Yeah, and they're they're loyal listeners. I say, and so you have to quiz them. You say, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Uh huh. Do you know that two of the people unsolicited said the producer we had on Craig Armstrong. Was one of the favorite guests. And we've had like, but is he here? We've had Emmy winners, <laughs> Oscar winners. We've had right. everything on here, and this is who we chose. And I said, that's when I thought of John. I go, well, wait a minute. So this is he goes. It was my buddy goes. It was so interesting to hear how reality shows are produced. Yeah. So we want to know how music is produced from concept to you winning your Grammy. We have a whole hour to discuss. It. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know it. it in my, you know, I'm in a, some, a real privileged position at times because I get to work with new artists as well as, uh, you know, career artists, established artists, right. and, and people that are Carlos Santana being an heroes, established, you know, heroes of mine. Yeah. And uh, so when you're in that position, you uh, once you kind of bridge the initial um, getting to know some that person, right? You, you get to that point where you start asking them. The kind of geeky questions that you've always wanted to ask. What's the geekiest question you've asked? Um, basically, one question I always ask people eventually after a certain amount of time is, when you wrote that song, did you know it was a great song? Yeah. Did and you what, know? What's so the majority you, of the answer? It's, it's most of them thought, and then we're talking about classic songs. Right. right? So like, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, Rod Stewart. So right. you I, toured I, with Rod Stewart. I played guitar, guitar and, yeah. and in his band, right. and played on albums with him. And so you get to really know him, and then ended up producing him ten years later. Wow! So, which is the uh, irony of all that. Did but, you ask him any of the mythological <clears throat> questions? Of course, you asked that, didn't you? You know, with Stonehenge. Or, you mean that kind of no. <laughs> <laughs> those kind of questions? The Druids and stuff like no. I you're mean, good, it was, man. You're good. You're quick. I'm gonna have to be on my A game today. You I better can bring tell. it. And I was I, I was in a dentist. See, I'm used to sitting with headphones on. So. So, I'm actually comfortable with this. This is when you do really well. This is yeah. right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. No, the uh, some of the, the some of the old stories that you heard well, about. Well, so the here, urban, here, urban here's, here's here's a good not, one. Not, so yeah, uh, I said um, the day you wrote Maggie May, did you know it was a good song? Yeah. And he said, um, he, he said we thought it was pretty good. We thought we thought okay, this is good. But uh, he said if you listen to the recording, our budget was so small hmm. that we could only get the kick, snare, and hi hat in the taxi so if you listen to oh hello oh, there it is <laughs> that's joel is he good look at this yeah this is like let me see if i can stump joel this, this is this will be good yeah so anyway so he said that so if you're listening to that yeah cha, 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 there's no cymbals there's no tom-toms they could literally only get the kick snare and hi-hat in a taxi that's the budget we were talking about there. Wow. 
And then, of course, when they turned it into the the record yeah. company, uh, at first they were like, eh, you know, it's nice. And then, of course, it became a hit. Yeah. And then uh, they said the classic response or the classic, yeah, the, their their idea was write another one like that. Yeah. <laughs> so he wrote "You Wear It Well." Which was, I believe, um, we might have to look this up. I believe it was either the B side of Maggie May, and it's the same chords flipped around. No, yeah. That's, well, that's what he told me. Now, and now, did you notice that it was the same chords flipped around? Especially touring with him, you had to do this music, uh, and and was it flipped around? Is that how it worked? You know, as I was playing, I don't recall if it was. You know, you weren't going. I, hey, I, this is flipped around. This is the G <laughs> instead of the D, and the C, A minor to the Z. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know I took him for his, you know, his this word. Is, this is song right here, with the flipped around. It's supposed to be. Supposed no, to be. you wear it well. Let me skip forward. Yeah, this it, it does the version. intro. Oh, that's the intro. To you wear it. Same tempo. Wake up, Maggie. You know, it's kind of the same. You. Oh, I thought it was Maggie, Maggie May, right? Oh, that's wild. very close. <laughs> that's what they were interested in. Well, it's it's, like, don't go, don't depart it's, you know, too it's much the, from this. It's hit. the thing where you know somebody gets signed. You yeah. Know, whatever. We'll use, we can use Guns N' Roses as an example. Right. And then there was 500 other Guns N' Roses after Guns oh, N' Roses. That's, that's for sure. Movies do the same right. thing. They and change. so television. Yeah. So, and it happens in, you know, more con in even in contemporary music. You know, they're saying, oh, we want a, you know, Katy Perry kind of song. And what we was his, this now back then, Rod Stewart <clears> was a new artist. Who was the person that he was kind of emulating and what, who would they say? Uh, I mean, Ode, uh, was Rod was the... Sam Cooke. You know, he was oh, always yeah. a big Sam Cooke. A lot of Otis Redding and Sam yeah. Cooke. So, a lot of the British acts are that way. You know, but uh, they, what's interesting, you know, know, inspired by our black artists. Yes. Right. Yes. The Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> you have to say yes, like uh, like I'm an idiot. That's no, no, I, I'm just saying it, it's, it's like you know. <laughs> <No. it's, laughs> yeah. And the way, he, you know, he, Pat Boone would steal from, you know, Little Richard, you know. Really? Good golly, Miss Mom. Yeah, I mean, he, they would they would, huh. they would, would take songs from your, your yes. Now, who's it's doing... It's a common known... And who's doing that now? I mean... Uh, everybody, I mean, you know, we're always influenced by different genres of music. Right. Uh, you know, if there's a certain sounds that people are using in the beats or uh, certain... What's happening lately? It feels like there's a um, there's a lot of English English artists that are have obviously been very successful here, and um, sometimes my feeling is that with the whole um, system, the whole record company system, is that sometimes um, the acts that break here are are very art, more artistic. Mm. You know, whether it's Adele or Coldplay or certain right. artists that that you know come across the pond that. Yeah. Uh, that become massive, and I always wonder if those artists would break here. If, Probably if it, not, right? That's that's kind of my assessment. Yeah, is that they? I don't think they would. This must be uh, kind of a double-edged sword for you. Kind of frustrating sometimes. I mean, I was going to discuss with you uh, the modern music period. Mm. I was uh, driving. I get in a lot of trouble here, I, I, so I got to be careful. I know, I know you do, because so, I will never work again. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just let me say it. Then. Yeah. Okay. How about you nod if I'm correct? <laughs> I, what I was saying, uh, I was well, just a uh, discussion I had with my assistant. She's uh, 23. Mm. And I'm, the premise I said was, uh, what'd you call them? The classics, not the classics. The uh, the old artists. Uh, what, what career you, artists. Career. Yes. That's yeah. what you call them. There aren't career artists anymore, unless you tell me otherwise. Since like 1984, um, maybe I'll give you Pearl Jam. Uh, you know, obviously Nirvana, but uh, that won't happen. 
Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> well, the Foo uh, Fighters so, have become more kind of a, right. a, a staple, a career okay. artist. You know, there's. So you think, in other words, the, the premise I said to her is, I'm around the piano bar. Well, I'm an old man, right? <laughs> I know. This is this yeah. is. I've had this conversation. You're around the piano bar, and you're going, you know, hey, the Beatles. Hey, you're you know, not going to sing that. like on the pole or something, <laughs> right. you know, or throw some dollars on my ass. You know, I mean, that's no. that that's, doesn't have. It's not Piano Man. That, to me. That's <laughs> my that, point. Yeah, I know. I agree with that. I, I mean, I think there. There's been a without getting in trouble, you could agree with that. Okay, I, I think there's been a loss of you know as a as a songwriter, I feel at times there's been a loss of melody and mm -hmm. chord changes and how about harmony too? And yeah, I mean counterpoint and so I mean, but every once in a while there are songs that break through that that uh, that are have chord changes and 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 hooks and not just the one chord, you know. And you're hearing it going, you know, it's one. You're hearing it; it's original. You're saying, "Wow, that's original." I mean, Have you heard songs... something? What's the latest thing you've heard where you went, "Wow, wow, that's that's striking to me." You know, that's, I mean, uh, I, 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 I mean, I've worked with Miley, and I think her new record was really good. I think she did a great job. This recent this, one you it worked came on? out today. Yeah, I did a, a song on that record. Well, how so, perfect is this timing? It comes out today. I had no idea. Number one in seventy countries. <laughs> and you're you produced it? No, I've I've uh, a, song. a song on the record. You have a I play song. guitar on the record, and you bit, play guitar on the record. Bit, yeah. Now, who produced it? Uh, it's different producers. So it's uh, Mike Will and uh, other producers. Like and what's that. that like when you become the other guy? You're the, the you're the guy on the other side of it. They're Which is fine. I mean, you. I think now that there there is a spirit of collaboration happening because, of course, most people think music's free now. So you yeah. know, uh, so in if it doesn't if it doesn't really matter. Then um, I can come to you with an idea, and we can trade tracks and beats and melodies, and, and it's a collaboration. Even though we're not always in the same room, so I can send files to you, and you know, back and forth. And one of the songs, you know, that I play guitar on, I, I was, they sent me the files, and I did whatever I do, and send it back it's my, my take on and what you do is just sort of you're tapping into your source or whatever it is i just look just, at it you let it flow and i look at it like i'm coming from i'm a studio musician almost like i'm yeah. just the, like what i used to do just i'm a guitar player and i have to you uh, put that hat on and i go in there and i and i think what i i'm just wondering what the actual process is creatively like you get this music and suddenly mm -hmm. you have to come up with something original i just watched the documentary on the eagles for right. instance right I'm sure you saw it yeah amazing yeah. It was an amazing documentary, but very sad, I thought. I thought Glenn Fry at the end was – I thought that was sad about the Dent Don Felder thing. And I just talked to my friend who's actually coming on later. Uh, Kevin Cronin's going to uh, call us. Okay. And I was talking to him about this, and he gave me a different perspective on it. Well, Kevin Cronin, are you couldn't make it, huh? He couldn't make it. No, I never asked him. How do you like that? I didn't even I appreciate ask him. It. And you can ask him live on Not the Not that air. I'm holding on to and this. John Oates, John Oates, if he calls, you can say, did Craig go to you first? And I didn't go to any of them. You were my first choice of the musicians. <laughs> okay. I can qualify it by saying. Look, you're here. We're happy. I'm here. We're happy I made it through here. the rain. Now you took my codependence. You took me off track of my <laughs> my brilliant question I was about to ask. Okay, Kevin Cronin. About the okay, we're about about the process. <laughs> he's look, he's void. The it's music right. process, how you create. Yeah, oh, the Eagles. Eagles. So he had a different perspective on the Felder I, I thought, thing. On I, the Felder, Don Felder. For those of you who don't know, or um, haven't seen the documentary, he had one of the great riffs of all time i believe on mm. guitar on hotel okay. california right. and now glenn fry has x'd him out of his life and out of the band and it was interesting to hear kevin's perspective on it on 
which was I had much more of the perception of, wow, they're really screwing this guy. And, mm. and Kevin was saying not as much as you think because yeah, I, I, his I, value is not what you think it is or what he thinks that it is. And I'll, you, I'll give you, you an example. Well, yeah. when I I'll go back when I played guitar with Melissa Etheridge. Yeah. Um, I always kept the boundaries really clear in yeah. the sense that I was there as her guitar player. And what I did on the side as far as my writing or producing, uh, I was earning my stripes, you know, mm-hmm. on the side. And I never, it's the, you know, I never went to her and said, hey, I have a song. You, you didn't? I'm never. Until, so because it, it, it'll put her on the defensive, it'll make her feel awkward, oh, and right. it's... Because you're a it's hired like, hand at it's that It's like point. I'm waiting for that opportunity, you know, uh, how's she looking? She, maybe she's running out of ideas, maybe, you know. I mean, wow. it's, it's it's not the reason I was there. So it's almost like you want her to uh, court you, because she heard about a song that you sold to and someone. And that's basically what happened. Did she, she ever say to you, hey, how come you didn't come to me with that song? I love that song. Was there any of that? Yeah, I think yeah. that, ha- where she heard it's a production or mm-hmm. a song, and she said, did you write that? Or that sounds like you. And, yeah. And I, and I said, yeah, that's, and then she na- organically said, well, you know, let me, let me run this idea past you. And, and I kind of, I think at one point made a joke. I go, well, the first one's free or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the deli. You yeah. like this meat? There's you want more. Want some coleslaw? On the side? <laughs> yeah. I guess okay. yeah. So I, I think that's, I mean, for me, that's how it happened with, with Melissa. And the way, I mean, I can, um, there are those moments, those crossroad moments in in one's life, and with with Melissa, there was a situation where I was playing guitar in her band. I was I showed up that day. We were working on a record, and um, you know there were really amazing other musicians in the room. Uh, Pino Palladino, who's a very famous yeah. English bass player, plays mm-hmm. with the Who. Mm-hmm. Has uh, played with everybody. D'Angelo. Right. I mean, right. he's really the the consummate English uh, mm-hmm. session player. And, uh, you know, we had this producer in the room with us who was producing us and wasn't really uh, supporting her. And she felt that and it wasn't going really well. And so she kept pulling me out into the hallway and, 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 and saying, you know, well, what do you think? You know, what about this song? And because she trusts you. She's been touring with you. Right. Yeah. So and musically, she com- could communicate with me yeah. in a way that I obviously would understand. But th- but I was also she knew I would be supportive. But also on an emotional level, she's right. got this we stranger friends. in there, and you're a friend, and she's saying, is this me kind of thing. Right. I mean, I've done I that I mean, before. it was literally, yeah, yeah, she thought she was, and and uh, what ended up happening is uh, I ended up producing the record. So this other guy left, mm-hmm. and Pino, this, the bass player gentleman, said to me, just play your cards right, man. Just trust me, I've seen this happen. Yeah. Mm. By tomorrow, you'll be producing this record. Really? And I thought he was crazy. Uh-huh. You know, I, I was ready to do it. And he's a guy you certainly had I a looked, lot of respect I literally for. looked up to, and because yeah. he's tall. He's yeah, actually, tall guy, <laughs> six or something. Yeah, right? so, uh, and I, and that record, we got nominated for uh, five Grammys. Yeah. And a, a song that she and I wrote. And that's the first album you ever produced. S- significant correct? record. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I'd done baby bands and okay. had a song here and right. written a song for but nothing to this magnitude. This was the, this was almost the the blessing. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the industry, the fact that we were it, it sold well and we had a hit and, and she was tremendously at, hot at the time. At that time, yeah, yeah she was massive yeah. and yeah. selling out the garden and right. forum or wherever. And then. Yeah. Um, so that gave it's almost that gave the industry the okay to hire me as 
a producer from then on. Oh, that's so. That's I, awesome. I mean, basically, I've never. And stopped by the working. way, of, of all people, I mean, the stars got to line up for you. I mean, I knew you when you know you were when. writing for baby bands. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, one thing is different about you today is you had a Yankee hat on all the time, and you have yeah. a Dodgers hat now. What the hell happened to you? It's convenience. Okay. Oh, is that what it is? All right, just the hat was available. I was wondering if you no, changed no, I mean, religion. You know, you go lived. Dodgers. You, know. <laughs> you lived in that Yankee hat. Yeah, that's true. Maybe yeah. you came I'm over with Mattingly or something like that. But uh, yeah, that's the first thing I noticed when you walked in here. I hadn't seen you in a while. But I have to tell you something related to the Melissa Etheridge. Mm. You know, I've met almost everyone I, in the business except for one guy, and we'll get to that. Everyone? I mean, everyone. all the celebrities that I would want to meet, I pretty much have met. <laughs> I met a lot of people. All ones right? I haven't met aren't that cool. Can, anyway. we, can we not be my wife, or my ex-wife, right now, and just like go to every detail of what I'm saying? Just, just. I, I was trying to get to a point. I feel so at home. I feel so at home. It had nothing to do with humility. I'm trying to say I've okay. met a lot of people. There's yes, a compliment. Who's the okay. one? You who's the one? I met a lot of people. And to this day, people uh -huh. will say, "Who's your favorite celebrity mm. of all time?" Mm. John is responsible for not being that celebrity. Well, let's not go that far, but <laughs> you are responsible for introducing me to Melissa Etheridge, who is still the mm. number one nicest person mm. I've ever met in the business. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It was backstage. I just showed you a picture of it uh, from... 90, I, have a, I actually have a funny story to tell you, which you probably will remember, is I, that... I, you and is I. Is the same story? I, I, I have one that I'm talking. Bruce, uh, uh, oh, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. Oh, yeah. I'll, we'll get to that. I was going to get. Yeah. Because I want to tell that. That's yeah, hysterical. That, and by the way, I'm responsible for that. So you were. were even, That's we, why we, I was going to tell the yeah, story. Yeah, we evened out on that one. So he introduces We were backstage. And this is how nice she is. It's sold out spectrum. And everybody else is sort of like, even John's going, yeah, you know, you guys are talking a long time. I mean, she, uh, she's from Kansas and she's. A, like this really nice person. I think she had her nephew backstage and all this. And I kept going. I finally got codependent. I go, you know, there's people waiting for you out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to end the conversation. She was supposed to be on stage. Mm -hmm. And I told her a joke about Philadelphia. And this was the greatest thing for me was. So just picture this. Backstage, Melissa Etheridge. And then I run out to see her opening song because she leaves the conversation with me and goes right onto the stage, right into her music. That's awesome. The first thing out of her mouth, she, used, she used my joke. <laughs> she used my joke. Oh, she stole your act. No, I told her. <laughs> I, I told her I'm the love. <laughs> she, she did the love master. It was great. Did she? she did Barney Fife. No, she did. Uh, I told her about Philadelphia accents, about a pronounced. Uh, she was probably talking so long. She was just waiting for you to say something funny. <laughs> she had exactly. an opening was, joke. Sarah? Yeah, she's like, God, when is he going to say something funny? Is, so I have an opening. I'm not calling you anymore to give you any more compliments. Hi. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. She was talking as as we're talking now, but but she had a lot less. She uh, might be, but Sarah might be honest. I mean, maybe she was literally just baiting you until she could uh -huh. get something good out of and you. And then what happened? She got it. She cut you off. She mm. went on stage and she did my pronunciation of the word. Uh, she, did she have a song with the word water in the title? Yeah, bring me some water. And I, so she says, water. and she goes in Philly, she goes, but in Philly, we call it water. And they erupted with laughter. Mm. Like the place loved it. She goes, give me some, what's it? Bring me some water. And she said, water. 
as the only Philadelphians do. And the place went, you know, so now they're like, oh, you're the greatest. We love you even more. Now, did you feel a part of that or did you feel resentful that she <laughs> stole your shit? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've been living with a part of that my whole <laughs> for 20 years now. I've been wanting to tell you that. I've, I love that story because story. it really, I mean, it shows, A, that she listens and she maybe she was waiting for one piece of material. This guy's boring. Give me something here. But uh, anyway, you must have had such a wonderful time touring with her because she was so sweet. Well, Melissa, and apparently you played her my album for her because that's the other thing is she was very complimentary. I think we listened to uh, yeah, yeah, on, on the, the bus. bus. Yeah, yeah, she told me that, and so that that really helps with credibility. Now, uh, Brian Johnson is an old friend of mine. He is with ACDC. He's the lead singer. So somehow I connected you in Florida where ba he lives. Basically, we were in like North Carolina or something. And you got to play like one of the great ACDC songs of all time. Oh, he came up. Okay, go Let ahead. Really? I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay. just trying really? to give as much. This is my one little. Okay, go, you know. go. So anyway, so you gave me his number. We were. I think we were in. I was in. I remember it vividly. Tampa. He lived in. He lives in Tampa. He lived in. Well, he Tampa. lives in Sarasota. You were in Tampa. I'm just giving the clarification here. <laughs> yes, you mom. Said you didn't know. Thanks, okay? mom. <laughs> it's usually Sarah's job with me. But go so, ahead. So, so, anyways, you said here's his number. Give him a call. And I was no, I'm not going to give him. No, no, really. He's a re he really is a friend of mine. Yeah. You don't know if he's really a friend or right, right. kind of a friend. Right. This is before Facebook, by the way. Yeah, so it wasn't way like before that kind this of thing called the internet. And, yeah, um, right. So he said, give him a call and invite him to the show. And so I. Uh, we were in some hotel, and I called him up, and you know, and now I don't know. I can say everything he said, right? Yeah. Okay. So what uh, did he say? If, if wait, was, you know, if Brian. It was bad, he, he it was bad about no, me. it's not bad. No. Okay. No, he means like can he say profanity? It's about him. He curses. It's not really, about you. He curses so <laughs> Everything's bad. Everything's about Craig. <laughs> I mean, son, my fucking bastard. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. I fucking can't wait. Oh, he's like a fucking pirate. I got a fucking of John Shane, so I fucking love your work. There he goes. So go. So you can play Brian, and I can call you. So go ahead. Hello. So hello, Brian. I mate. Who anyway, let, this, let me just tell the story. <laughs> okay, I thought we were going to do improv. We will. Okay, we I could. like that for a moment. Go ahead. We'll, we'll go in and out. Tell of the it. story. Okay. So when um, you need me, let me know. Thank you. Okay. So <laughs> I call him up and um, I say, you know, Brian, it's John Shanks, and I'm a, a friend of Craig Schumacher. Ah, oh, yes, oh, yes, Craig. You know, that's good. Fucking cunt. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> thank you. That's and really um, good. You don't I said, me. listen, I want to invite you to the show uh -huh. in in Tampa and. Uh, um, this is Melissa Etheridge, nineteen ninety five, four or five, six, right. somewhere. In there. And I said, you know, we're coming down there. We're playing uh, the arena down there, and we want you to come hang out. Or I said, you know, we play. You shook me all night long, and it was like the long pause. And he goes, do you hear it now? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and I said, you know, we play it. We, you know, no. so you, it was already in your repertoire. It was a, it was a song know, we had Etheridge. in. We would, you know, we had some cover songs we would do, and now and then we would, okay. yeah, and it was that was one of them. And uh, I said, you know, we play it. Uh, would you like to sit in with us? And he goes, well, you know, I never sit in with anybody. I've n I don't play with any. I just I just don't do it. Uh -huh. And I said, well, you know, it'd be amazing if you did. And, he, and then there's the long pause, and he goes, do you do the four extra bars before the guitar solo? <laughs> really. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, we do the four extra bars before the... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, you're, you're on, you little fucker. <laughs> he goes, okay, so this is what he said verbatim. Because uh -huh. I actually called Melissa after this. He goes, 
You tell that bitch to come out with her tits swinging and her pussy dripping. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, do you really want me to say that to her? Yeah. You tell her to be a fucking ready. <laughs> it was, so, of course, you know, we hang, I hang up the phone and, you know, quickly call her room. And So, what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? You really do want you the want, quote? Do you want the short answer? <laughs> How honest do you want? And so, she, no, no, really tell me. And then I told her. And she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay and then of course um when he came and he wrote that song he wrote that song and what was an yeah, awesome ACDC, about yeah. what was awesome about brian is that when he showed up to the the gig he he, he came in his corvette yeah. and of course the corvette has to pull in to the venue like mm -hmm. the gate opens and he pulls the car mm -hmm. so he's parked literally backstage you know <laughs> right. 20 feet from the stage yeah. and um and he and I had had a, a brief conversation about some of the songs he was working on on his new record. And some of them are, you know, the titles are fucking so inappropriate. Right. So I, yeah. I knew, and they're really sexist. And so I, how fun to, you know, have him do it for Melissa, you know, just. <laughs> 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 so I was like, tell, tell her about the new record, you know, tell her. And he's like, oh, yeah, caught with your pants down. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, I could keep going. Don't tell it, me he said to her face, "I want oh, your tits to fling oh, yeah, in your said, pussy." He's, he's he didn't say it. To he her did. Face. He actually did. It was he's got some balls. It was, it we was have to awesome. Take a break, John. Uh, John Shanks is our guest. That's such a great rock and roll story, isn't it's a great it? Great story. You just can't make stuff like that up. And uh, John Shanks is our guest uh, for the next half hour. So give us a call. Uh, we have a surprise call. Well, it's not a surprise anymore. Kevin Cronin's going to give us a buzz from REO Speedwagon. I've actually put a call out to some of my rocker friends, so maybe some of them will contact us. I did feel a buzz in my pocket, so you never know mm. who texted me. But 323-622-8623 is our number. Is this you playing with, uh, with the Brian? No, that's, no, that's just a classic. That's Angus? Yeah. Do you, think, do you, you must admire him. He's, oh, Absolutely. Amazing guitar player. Amazing guitar player. Uh, Incredible. Maybe I'll call Brian. Maybe he'll call. We'll reminisce on that. Yeah, fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all coming back in a little bit. Uh, and uh, you stay with us. Give us buzz when we do. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? Oh! So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers. Or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you kick ass online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering .com domains for just $1.99. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code TOAD to get your $1.99.com or click on the GoDaddy graphic on the ToadHop website. Some limitations apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone? Sports Guru here. Sick of looking at the same old boring websites? Well, check out the new SportsGuru.com for all the hottest trending videos and all the biggest sports news. Become a VIP for only $4.99 and get premium access to everything the Sports Guru has to offer. The beautiful Gurus Girls, all my biggest sports picks, and much more. So get off that porn site and check out the new SportsGuru.com. 
to leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruffs. Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. Jumping up and down the floor. My hat. Is an animal, and once there was an animal, it had a sun that mowed the lawn. The sun was an okay guy, they had a pet dragonfly. The dragonfly ran away, but it came back with a story to say.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. I don't know about all of you that are out there watching or listening. Yeah. By the way, they can see you. John. I know. I just realized. I yeah, keep you're, forgetting yeah. that. <laughs> you're forgetting. I picked it. My nose. It's a good thing you look good today. You look. You look. Gay pretty. Anthony says he has a sexy voice. Oh, it's, oh, Gay Anthony is one of our loyal listeners who I will see this week in Tempe, Arizona. I'll be performing at the Tempe Improv. Does he live there? He does live there. So does Melissa, and uh, yeah, we're going to see them yeah. this week. And Mills Lofgren lives there. I'm hoping he calls. That's right, Arizona. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it's, believe it or not, his wife, mm-hmm. I knew from a long time ago, she was a waitress at a comedy club, Rascals Comedy Club uh, in Livingston, New Jersey, or West Orange, Great, New Jersey. I had his solo records. Great guitar player. Amazing singer. I was about to get to Who were your favorites? Southern Man. He did not. Did too. Wow. <laughs> Young Nils was playing piano. Do you guys know that song, Southern Man? One of my favorites. Southern Man. Here it comes. Come on. I, I do know it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Good book says. Hang on. And that's him on piano. I, had no I idea. believe that's Anils. That's the, you know. You're leading me into two Lord. questions. Oh, God. This is such a good song. It too. really is. And it's got such passion behind it. And uh, I think they could never come out with a song like that right now. Fox News would protest. Yeah. Right. Well, this turned into a whole thing about yeah. with Leonard Skinner and yeah. you know tell you know the, tell Neil Young right yeah and it, Neil Young was in theirs in a hit song of theirs basically coming back at him right uh, through the, the rebuttal music. to this is song. that done anymore oh yes it's done pink and hip hop <laughs> I don't know right yeah. well they just shoot each other <laughs> East Coast West Coast yeah exactly uh, have you done any hip hop albums uh no you haven't <laughs> what's that about. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't come to you, and you probably wouldn't have much interest in them, except if the check was really high. Really no, high. I mean it's it's kind of you 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 know your strengths, and yeah. I'm you know I know what I'm good at, and they don't I don't really that's not my. Well, I was getting to that. What you're good at before was rock and roll, and now you're doing a lot of pop. Yeah. And how did that happen? How that? But I do country too. So it's to me there it's it's songs. Keith you know? Urban. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's songs. So it comes down to. Uh, I think if you, I've played a lot of styles of music. I, I love a lot of different styles, and so, as a fan of you know songwriters and guitar players and sounds, I mean I like you know electronic music. I like guitar. so it's I'm, I play keyboards too. So it's not, I mean half my days now I'm uh, I, I'm programming beats and using soft synths, but I think of them in an arrangement way. Uh, as a guitar player, most of the times, mm-hmm. counterpoint and layering sound. What does counterpoint mean? You've basically, used that like, before. do you know what that means? No. Counterpoint is basically when uh, there's the melody mm-hmm. and there's something that's a, a, a secondary hook or a secondary Give me an example line. in a song. Okay, so like there's a new Miley Cyrus song that's out today and it's doing really well. What Wrecking Ball? Hmm? You're talking it's, about Wrecking Ball? Yeah, that, give that, us where would the I'll uh, use I'll, uh, I'll use Who Says You Can't Go Home? Okay, good Bon Jovi song. All right, I know you can find that. Okay. Grammy winning song, okay. right? So uh, sometimes the counterpoint or the lick. Sometimes you know you need to find these mm-hmm. hypnotic things that pull you in. So and that's for, usually a guitar. Whatever it could be a keyboard. It, it could, could be, be whatever, but it's usually a guitar. Like a lick would usually. So be. that when you hear the beginning of "Who Says You Can't Go Home," there's uh-huh. a lick that starts the song. So that's like a lick. So that's something you. When the second you hear the song, you go ah. I know that song. Yeah. Oh. So, that. 
That's you, the lick. You were on so key. So it's kind of like a hook. It's a hook. Right? Okay. So, so now we're in. Yeah, we have hooks. Yeah. What's yeah. yours, Sarah? What's your hook? My other, face? Other, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was well played. <laughs> but it, hook can also be, you know, the tagline or the name yeah. of the song. So now you're in the verse. Yeah. You know, so I'm just using that. Now, counterpoint is when we hit the chorus, there's probably some little other instrumental hook that comes in mm-hmm. that that's uh that, that just brings you to, to a different level in the is chorus it, in the in the chorus yeah. or something and it could be a secondary harmony it can be and a counterpoint p- line that goes around the melody yeah you see if, so a harmony comes in the b section is the I mean, producer can, thinking of these yeah. things? This is what the major job of the producer Here, is to come up with this song, for example. fill in the body, I guess it was, is what you're here's, doing. Here's, Correct? You can use this song as an example. Okay. Okay. So You didn't produce this, right? Yes, I did. Really? I'm playing guitar on this. He, I Rich, love it. That's so Rich, cool. Richie and I are playing guitar on this song. Okay. So here's a song where we were working on Bon Jovi's record. Mm-hmm. And, uh, can you take me from the beginning? I, I hate to interrupt, but I mean, can you take me from... Uh, uh, Kevin's calling. Just real quick, let's just take Kevin's call here. All right, we're going to get. Actually, maybe we can blend him. In, I'm so sorry. We can c- c- blend him into the and conversation. The life. It, hold on. I I hope this. I, <laughs> yeah, we, we you called right in the secret of music, uh, Kevin. I hope this is you. Say, say that again. You called right at the moment where we get where the, we're getting the secret to music, and then you. Oh, called. John is telling the secret. John, you can't. You, you can't. It's the lost chord. <laughs> You know, the, he, I guess uh, Casey uh, Kevin Cronin is our guest, also uh, from Mario Speedwagon. He's saying that you're in the magicians' union. You're not allowed to show. The, you're not allowed to show <laughs> exactly. where the rabbit comes. Don't from. show the card. John, don't do it, man. Don't, don't do, it. do it. Don't let this comedian think that he can get the secrets of music away from us. <laughs> then they're going to take over. Then comedians will take over, and 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 musicians will forever be subservient. Right no, now, they'll think that, that he comedians. Know, he, he's going to think he knows how to write know, songs. Then. Exactly right. Hey, listen, you guys take our material all the time. I, 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 wow. <laughs> so you're still holding on to that yeah. Melissa no, thing. Yeah, that's, we already told <laughs> that's that not story. an example of it. This one here. Is Kevin he just calling? Ke- Kevin, have you heard this show so far? Have you heard the show so far? Or are you just calling in? No, I, I did, I, I'm just jumping on. Okay, he's got okay. better things to do. He's got yeah, landscape so architects are out. <laughs> with he's, he's out uh, designing his landscape. As, and I said, just call us up because John's coming in. Okay. Because you guys hang out at Thanksgiving time together, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> cut, we cut the turkey. Did you? <laughs> you cut the turkey <laughs> cut without the turkey me. Together. So uh, we were talking about some of the secrets uh, to music. And by the way, I don't know if we were talking about. Hey, one, I one of the McKevin does do comedy now on stage. Really? I, want to, I want to make this announcement. But he's a good front. He's a great frontman. If, if you go he's see Ario Speedwagon, he mm-hmm. does. He has interstitial comments that are funny, right, Kevin? Uh, you know what? I, I have a new bit. It's my wood tick routine, and it, shoot, it's killing. I mean, I'm getting like, I'm getting actual, like, I actually cracked up the band. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's based on a true story of, of a, of a hike I took in South Dakota a few weeks back and, and found, found a, a, a freckle that I hadn't seen before on my leg when I got back to the, uh, to soundcheck. And Ooh. when I looked a little closer, uh, my, the, my new freckle had legs. You know what I mean? So that's, <laughs> it, it kind of starts from there and, and, uh, 
Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I, <laughs> well, see, you just left us hanging here. Funny. It's funny. <laughs> you left us hanging with the tick. I'm thinking Lyme disease. What happened? Daryl Hall got uh, well, Lyme disease well, from that. You, you know? know what ticks yeah. like yeah. to do yeah. is once they once they attach themselves to your leg, they like to, um, how do you say, uh, kind of go north, you know, and oh, yeah. find more uh, warmer, cozier spots on the human body, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, that's what, what he told his wife, sack? the yeah. old hike. I was on a hike, honey. That's not a crab. That's a tick. <laughs> All right, so it goes wow. north, and so it's in your crotchal area. It's, well, it's, it, 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 that's a possibility. So, when, Wait, you when, watched when it I, go up your leg? Is what you're saying? You're like, just said, let's see where this goes. You're filming it for well, discovery. Well, I had, a, I, I had a, I had a, I had a check. I had, a, you know, there's and there's there's parts of the human body that you just can't see yourself. So I, I went into um, to our wardrobe case and, and found a, a mirror that so I, this is I, 40. I, I yeah, never I used, but it's there just in case, and yeah. a hand mirror, and it, so I, I'm kind of checking myself out and I'm, and I'm got the mirror down there and I'm Wait, can I just say uh, so I'm you're doing like, this on stage you're, you're no, I'm doing this it, it, it's it, it sound check okay no, I just want to know if this was in front I'm of getting into the shower I'm, no. you know, I'm naked when I'm doing this I, I'm not on I'm saying the I, bit I'm not, yeah. and so I'm looking and I'm checking <laughs> and I got the mirror underneath there and I'm under the hood so to speak I'm looking down the, there the and I realized that I am hung like a freaking giraffe yeah. I'm like this is amazing wow I had no idea that I had all this going on. All down these here. And years, I'm, and I'm looking, and I'm like, and then of course I pick up, that look, look again at the at the mirror itself, and I had the ten times magnification side of the mirror. Oh, there it is. So that's the joke. That's the humor of it. That it was really not as big as that. You, know. you tell this joke on stage. Let me work on it with you. I will. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I, I got the I got the makings of a good joke, though, right? You mm. absolutely. It's, it has a core essence to it. Now, speaking of collaboration. One of the reasons I wanted you to call is I want you to uh, pretend that you are coming to – I want to know how this process works because we're right in the middle of hearing about it. Mm -hmm. So let's say Kevin comes up with a song, right? Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, I'm thinking about calling it uh, something like um, Roll with the uh, Transformations. Mm -hmm. Now, do you then say uh, try changes? I mean, did you work with the lyrics as well? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, you absolutely. I, you know, you have to remove yourself as a writer and just, you know, when you're the producer, but sometimes you still have to think uh, what's best for the song. And you have to make sure you're not in, um, you have to make sure that that artist doesn't feel like you're encroaching on, you know, trying to get it like publishing or something. Right. Oh. Sometimes they, people get a little, you know, they, and they Kev, get hot about this. Uh, Kevin, do you get sensitive to that? Like well, if you, no, if but you, I, if he walks my, in and no, says, but my yes. point is I'm, I am yeah. being respectful. Right. So I, I actually sometimes will say, you know, I'm producing here. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, but I think maybe this, this, this line coming around that, you know, coming around the turn there, mm -hmm. you might want to rhyme with the, the hook. Mm -hmm. You might want to set it up better. Maybe the minor before the chorus, which yeah. gets, gets the major. I mean, uh, you know, we were just talking about who says you can't go home, that Bon Jovi mm -hmm. song. Now, quickly, we were working on his record and we were at that point in the record where we basically had the whole album. Mm -hmm. And and I always do this with people. I go, play me everything you haven't played me. I know you played me everything you want on the record, and you think is the song. And or almost, song. Um, are you saying play me like the the stuff play, you threw away? Yeah, mm. play okay. me play me demos. You know, I don't care if it's iPhone yeah. demos. You know, so uh, we I call it, let's play Smasher Trash. Mm -hmm. So we go oh, and that funny. song, for example, yeah, which right. ended up being number one in country, right? Ended up winning him a Grammy. Mm -hmm. Was literally 
like song 11 on this little demo reel. And it was he and Richie in a bathroom singing the song. Oh, wow. And and, and then you got your... And I turned to him and I go, that sounds like a great song. Interesting. We should record that song. And since we're in the studio and we're all set up, let's just have a go with it. Let's give me three hours Mm -hmm. and let's take a crack at that song and see where it goes. Now, he might not want to record that song because of old thinking mm-hmm. or he thought it was too much like some other song mm-hmm. and there was some there was something that that prevented him from saying here's here's my A-list right, stuff. Right. Right. But and here it, I am just kind of yeah. walking in the door and just being a you fan the, and right. just going, "Wow, that's I wish I wrote it. That's a great song." Yeah, when you're watching the chess game, it's it's a lot easier than when you're in the chess game. And right. and, 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 I, and I know that feeling, John, when you because our old guitar player yeah. uh, Gary Richraft, who was a yeah. he just he would just like churn out idea after idea, and and I would do the same thing when when, when we were producing together. I would, you know, I always go to his house and say, Gary, play me everything. Just yeah. show me any. And there was there was one the, the most famous incident of that. He had a song. He goes, Well, I got this slow song. It, it's called Don't Let Me Down. And, and, and my my first thought is, Well, didn't the Beatles yeah. have a song called Don't Let Me Down? But I'm like, Let's hear it anyway. And and the opening line of the song was Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who you know. And I heard that line and I was like, Dude, right. This this song that is a you're in you're and in. It, it, it's one of the great opening lines <clears> that. You know, it's like uh, I once had a girl, or should I say, she once had me. It's just right. not that. It's not that. I'm not mm-hmm. comparing. You, you know, can. You can. It's, it's like okay, the Kevin. song you has can. an opening line that just. He did. He just went Beatles, and, and, <laughs> and you go with it. Then you follow it, and you take it. You you, you bring it home. You know. Yeah. And, and sometimes, the, I mean, Kevin, I'm sure you. To me, sometimes that's all it takes. It's like when you hear. Um, a, there's a song. I mean, it wasn't a hit in America. It was. A, there's a group called Take That. Mm. And they're massive in in Europe, in England. Yeah. We're talking nine nights at Wembley Stadium. Wow. That's how wow. that's with Robbie Williams was in the mm-hmm. group and there okay. was there was a song that I wrote with Gary Barlow, who's the judge on X Factor, sits in Simon Cowell's seat basically mm-hmm. in, in England and uh he has a solo record coming out, so mm-hmm. look for it. Okay. Anyway, um <laughs> we did a duet with Elton John. Okay, moving on. <laughs> but, uh, but there was a song not that you're plugging. I'm not plugging it, but because you can't buy it here basically. So but there was a moment where we were working on a song for their record and we thought, you know, it was called like Butterfly or something. You know, and we thought, oh here, yeah, this is the shit, you know. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there and I'm on he's on the other side of the glass, he's in the control room, I'm playing acoustic guitar, I'm just kind of noodling, and I start playing this little lick. And he's like, what, what's that? And I said, oh, it's just me just you know, playing something. And I, I go, you know, it's one of those songs and it, you know, where the verse is here, but the melody and the chorus is this. And I started singing this little falsetto lick. And he, he's like, oh, man, that's fucking, that's great. Come in here. Quick, quick, quick. So I, and I go, hold on, be patient. I'm running. I'm coming. And so, and the song is called Patience. And it ended up winning Song of the Year at the Brits. <laughs> so I run, I run into the room and he turns to me and goes, and the opening line is, just have a little patience. And that's the opening line. And to me, it's just what you were saying, Kevin. It's like a movie. It's yeah. it's the it just pulls you right in. Yeah. And basically, the song is about you know a guy trying to learn how to love again. Mm-hmm. You know, my heart is numb, has no feeling. Uh-huh. My heart is numb, has no feeling. And while I'm still healing, just be patient with me. It's, uh-huh. right. it's me trying that's to get awesome. back to reconnect mm-hmm. to a relationship or mm-hmm. learn that's how awesome. to love again. But it's it's those moments where it's, sometimes it's just that little kernel of an idea hmm. that sometimes people 
just it's a stream of consciousness mm-hmm. that becomes you got to grab those things and right. when, when those things happen and John I'm sure you know what I'm talking about when you're when you're writing co-writing producing whatever it's a matter of just of 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 having the courage to when you hear something that 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 makes that your arm hair stand up right you grab it, you you take it by the throat, and you, you and you follow it, and and you see where it leads you. And sometimes it leads you to a you know to a blind canyon, and sometimes yeah. it leads you to a number one record. Mm-hmm. But but you gotta you gotta have the courage to to go for it. And that's and, where the producer comes in. Is um, I I would imagine it's really great to have a producer if you're in a band that's with each other, and you just need this other pair of ears and eyes. They can almost even settle like an argument or a, dis- a disagreement on where you're going to go with it. And this neutral party, KC, is that what a producer also, uh, they fulfill that role as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bet. It's, it's, it's that, and like I said, it's the guy kind of watching the chess game as opposed to the guy playing the right. chess game. And, but, I mean, are they think, almost like I couples think, therapy? I, I think we got, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I should... I yeah. should Absolutely have my KDAC and my MFCC. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, half my job is to pull um, feelings and emotions out of somebody. Now, sometimes, you know, I'm I'm co-writing with somebody today who's an artist, Mm. and I co-wrote with somebody two couple days ago who was another artist and who who you know is is pretty big artist. And so sometimes um, it's a blind date. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's hi, nice to meet you. Let's go. Do you have um, to? Do you? Uh, and Casey, this goes to you too. Do you have to get along with them? Do you have to have a, a good relationship? It helps. in and out of the studio. <laughs> it helps. It I does. Mean, there's- yeah, I think so. I mean, especially if you're if you're co-writing. I mean, if you yeah. walk into a, and it's like John says, it, it is like a blind date, especially if it, if it's the first time you're writing with someone and. And if there's, you know, some, sometimes there's just an immediate chemistry, and 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 sometimes there's not. And and for me, what you know, it's it's the scariest thing to me. I don't know about you, John, but for me, I've I've always written by myself. It's always been a very mm-hmm. solitary thing where I just you know vibe it up and and whatever. It's like you know I never know when it's going to happen, and, I, and I've had some really good luck writing that way. But you know, m- more recently, I've been feeling you know I just. That that solitary confinement writing is the older I get, the the less attractive that becomes, and so I'm trying to overcome that fear. And I don't know, maybe I don't know. But if that's you part, have it, bar, but partly is because you know when you're young, you're you're trying to find your voice and you're trying to find your way, mm-hmm. and you and and now that you are who you are, you it's you can at times. I'm I'm better at asking for help, or I'm better at letting go of the reins a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah maybe so, that's it too. You're and right, I know you're, you're right. you and I have but mutual. It's so scary though, isn't it? Does it ever stop getting? Cause you you co-write all the time. Does it ever stop getting scary? No, I mean <laughs> I've actually said to mm-hmm. you know uh, I've had a conversation and they say, oh, you're writing with so and so today. You know, do you got anything? Yeah, and occasionally I'll have like a little something or a title or an idea or a. A, a, a part or a, like a little core progression. Sometimes it's sometimes it's better because to not have anything because you go in and then you truly I call it ping pong. You really feed off the other person because mm-hmm. they might be coming. Here's the thing: if you and I are writing every day, whether it's Kevin and I or you, let's say you and I, Craig, mm-hmm. 
I'm going to have good days and you're going to I'm, I'm going to have bad days. Yeah. There's going to be days where you're hot and vice versa. Hey John, if you're running with Craig, you better have a lot of good days. With that, I'm hanging up on you. Wait, wait, wait. No, I want to say I, some, I, one I thing to on Kevin. Tuesday. Wait, I don't want to say see you one, on Tuesday. We're golfing. Wait, I want to say one thing to Kevin. So when I was playing with Rod, do you remember that wedding in Santa Barbara we all played at? Were you, you were playing with Rod at that date. I was oh playing. My God. We so what? check out this. This uh, Kevin Ario Speedwagon. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. It, it, wait it's in crazy. The, in the th this guy, this guy was a dot com. You know, phenomenon, and, and he had this wedding in this tent in Santa Barbara. And you have first, to hear the bell. first of all, when you walk in the tent, how about when you walk in the tent? Who, who was playing for for happy hour? Just for happy hour, Christopher just Cross. Yeah, no, David Crosby. David Crosby. Okay, so here's the bill. Wait, wait. You got you to hear is this. There, is there serenading you as you walk in? It was surreal. So, so wait, wait a second. I'll, I'll try and remember. Maybe you're going to help me. But okay. so He's like the hors d'oeuvre guy. Okay, yeah. so this is the bill. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Michael McDonald. Yeah. Christopher Cross. Journey. <laughs> Ario Speedwagon. Rod Stewart. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, that was it. Dana that Carvey, was Carvey I mean, Dana Carvey, Dana, Dana Carvey, and Jay Leno were, I believe, right. the hosts. <laughs> they were the, the Oscars. Jay Leno was there. You're <laughs> Not only that, you could go over to there was the cigar part of the right. the side yeah. tent. That's just stupid money. And the guy, and the guy would hand you right Cuban there. cigars. Yeah, like, that he you know, hand rolls. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, do you remember we there was a fireworks display on wow. the beach? It literally must have been. Half a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Just for the fireworks. With a PA, a full PA with like Van Halen. I'm, I'm putting money on this next bet that they are not together anymore. You know what? But the whole thing. first couple, I will put money you know on what? it. I was funny. I was. I was uh, Do you know the answer to that? I think they are actually still together. You know what? I know it, that the answer is kind of sad. He actually oh. Oh. literally Died. had a massive heart attack. Oh. Walking, oh. Down, walking down the street in New York City. And, you know, Chris was a—he was a sweet guy. I really take back sweet all guy. my cynicism. I racy, racy, race. That was awful of me to say that. No, but we—you know—I went backstage and Neil Sean was sitting there. We were like, have, "Have you seen the wife?" Everyone wanted to know, like, "Have you seen her? Have you seen the wife?" Because we thought it was going to be some really trophy kind of. Yeah. And she was this lovely woman. I love that. Yeah. And she, yeah, she was a sweetheart. And Good. we just were like, "Oh wow, that's." Amazing. And he loved her enough to hire everyone that she's ever listened to. <laughs> it was and pretty incredible. Her fireworks display. It's great. Hey, uh, Casey, I'll see you on Tuesday. All right. Okay. Oh, so so this is it. I'm done. My segment's you're, over. You're done. Jeez, we have to go to commercial. You, you took all up right. all John you Shanks's know. time. You're, you're the best. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, brother. Oh, I, just, I, cut off. Oh, I don't like, care. <laughs> By the way, that goes to show you I will cut off anyone. Wow. Uh, real quick question. Have you ever worked with Paul McCartney? Elizabeth uh, from uh, wants to know that on Twitter. I've uh, not worked, with Paul, worked with Paul. I've met him many times. With, through Brian Ray. Well, who, not who was also Brian, on my not, list, by the way. Not but through you. Brian Ray. Actually, <laughs> okay. he was. I was producing Chris Isaac, and uh, Paul was recording in the studio next door, and... Uh, you know, I knew he was in the building, and it was one of the the first time I met Paul. I was walking down the hallway with a tape recorder because I was writing, I believe, with Keith Urban, and he and Paul was walking towards me down the hall, and it, you couldn't avoid it. It was right. inevitable that we would literally pass. And this is where Paul's amazing is that he he bridges the gap. He always yeah. says, "John and I never had that tape, you know tape recorder. I had a little cassette recorder. Yeah. Says, John and I never had." He broke the ice. He for broke you. the ice. He, he knew that you were nervous. Oh, yeah. So he said, you know, John and I never had those. Mm -hmm. Think of the ones that got away. 
Oh, I said, wow. well, it's a good thing you got a few. <laughs> that's yeah. how we started. I think so. And he said, so, you know, what's your name? And I said, John. He said, fine name. <laughs> and he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm producing Chris Isaac. And, uh, and he said, do you mind if I pop in? No, of course, you know, yeah. and um, and then I and we talked for a couple of minutes and then I walked back in the studio. I sat on the, down on the back couch and proceeded to cry oh. because and it wasn't just crying. It mm. was a cry that came from my toes mm. all the way up through wow. my body, because personally, here's a voice that I've heard my whole life. Mm. Here's a voice that were my nursery rhymes. This mm. was a voice. Um, and now here's the reality I'm hearing not through a a microphone or a compression or here he is and you're looking at his face and yeah. you're, you're like holy shit this is fucking was there a little bit of a joy humble joy in it that you've made it enough that you're in that room with him like oh what my was god it, what like, was thank you god what was amazing then, like, is that he celebration would, of your he would life. come in the room yeah and so i, I mean the, the to the tears the behind the tears was this basically an emotional yeah it was everything it was just the, everything. the whole thing it's, just came uh, up to you you know yeah. rocky raccoon she's leaving home oh my god you know here there and but everywhere. here i am and i and, and I ha- thank you god for this moment i've had a lot of those yeah. moments yeah. you know yeah. where the yeah. elton or stevie nicks or right. celine dion or you know whoever just it, i've had i've been blessed to have a lot of those moments but you know mccartney's you know at the end of the day He's a beetle. Yeah. <laughs> He's Paul McCartney. And he, but he was the thing about Paul, which is so amazing, is that he's a big kid. Mm-hmm. And he still has that joy. Yeah. And he leaves his ego at the door and he's it's just true. he's just and he would come in the room and he'd sing harmonies while Chris was singing. Wow. And finally I turned around and listened. I said, if you keep that up, I'm gonna put you to work. <laughs> and we all had lunch together every day. Oh, that's and, awesome. and the other quick story is I was walking, it was uh my wife's birthday, and we were walking to the Beverly Hills Hotel and my boys were walking ahead of me. And this is just an example of how great a person he is. Mm-hmm. So I was getting out of the car and the kids and my wife walked ahead of me and all of a sudden I see McCartney coming, you know, towards, towards us. And he, and he says, now there's a good looking family. And, he's, uh, and I said, oh, hey, Paul, it's John. Hey, how are you? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying this without seeing that it was you. Right. Okay. He's just that way. And so <laughs> he said, um, he said, what are you guys doing? I said, oh, it's my wife's birthday mm-hmm. and we're going to go have a dessert in the polo lounge. And he goes, really? And he goes, yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes. He's like, Colleen, right? Yeah, Colleen. He grabs her, mm. pulls her into him, and sings happy birthday, oh, basically into her ear. Ooh, wow. Now, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah. The, and now, just all of a sudden, you see her, like, melt, and the tears <laughs> start coming down her face. And not just happy birthday, dude. Right, right. The, the whole song. Right, right. And very, I mean... She could have gone off with him. <laughs> I think she was ready to get back in the car. Well, would, yeah, done. The question is, would you have allowed that? That's Abs- a free pass, probably. right? Yeah, probably. Oh, right? That's a hall pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's absolutely. You know, but the funny thing was, uh, and while you're at it, I want to, then you give her your list. That's, that's and the my way I used my it. younger son was staring at a, like a mannequin or something in a window, yeah. and I was saying, you know, Jackson, come here, come here, come here, and he was like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, Jackson, come here, come here, no, no, I'm good. Jackson, Beetle Paul. He's like, oh, shit. Okay, he comes running over. Paul does a magic trick. Like, he's always prepared. What? Wow. He pulled out like a light and uh, like it's a like handkerchief. A and 
He's, I'm, it's it's incredible. funny you should say that because I was about to say um, he. Uh, you said he's playful. I fixed him up with. I mean, it sounds weird, but a magician, and he loves this magician friend of mine. Wow! And he gave him a private show for just he. I and love his that we're listening to like porno music. Well, that's <laughs> our go to commercial. Yeah, it's our go to commercial. Which, by the way, you should feel honored, <laughs> even though you were the last second guest. You were the the, the guest that I've asked the, the with the least amount of prep time. I like it. You're the longest guest that we've ever had. I can keep going. We, we've never, we've never had anyone so who goes past this wait, break. Are you music. breaking up with me? Well, we're breaking to the break. <laughs> but are we coming back? Uh, I, I guess if you want to come back, we've never had anyone into the next segment. Sure. What, what do we do? What do we do? It's an interesting, fun show. Sure, like you want to hang yeah, out? Yeah, there's so many stories. Can yeah, we talk yeah. about other stuff Absolutely. other than you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a lot of fun. I guess you're having fun. That's the indication is that you said, let's, let's hang. Uh, I'm, I'm your wingman. This time, this time, yeah, you'll be the co-host. And, oh, uh, great. I can go. No. <laughs> but you know what? It takes two. Maybe the two of us can pick on you. Oh, no, believe me, she doesn't need any help. Uh, you can give us a call. John Shanks, we'll come back for the ne next break. 323-622-8623. Uh, and you can ask the questions live uh, or just talk about what you've heard already. But there's some pretty wild stories. We're going to give uh, John the, the uh, once through with some trivia questions about some of the artists that you've worked with. Okay. And really see if he does hang with them uh, out of the studio. All that much more uh, coming right up. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you Oh! So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers. So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers. Or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you kick ass online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering .com domains for just $1.99. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code TOAD to get your $1.99.com or click on the GoDaddy graphic on the ToadHop website. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Is that hunk of junk you call a car always breaking down and leaving you in the dust? Log on to Dyson-Motors.com and check out Dyson's full inventory online. With hundreds of quality cars in stock of all makes and models, you can find the next car of your dreams in minutes. And know you're getting super low pricing. Purchase a car today from Dyson Motors and receive a year of free oil changes. Bad credit? Worried about financing? Log on and get pre-approved in seconds. Go to Dyson-Motors.com and find your new car today. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape, games galore, everything you're looking for. Kindle, cameras, electronics, baby Einstein, hooked on phonics, Blu-ray, movies, and TV, download, music, MP3, Pixar, Disney, microphone, pet supplies, and doggy bones, World of Warcraft, Nancy Drew, Sims, The Scruff, System 2, Click Amazon, you'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered.
worth watching, worth listening today. Fascinating. Especially if you're you if you've ever heard a song in your life. Yeah. <laughs> that would be everyone. Yeah. If you if you love music and and I think that you can say universally that music is uh the beat of your life and everyone has <laughs> some story, some attachment to any form of music. Yeah. So we have in our studio an old friend of mine I haven't seen in a long time who's uh, is telling some wonderful stories that uh, Sarah and I were talking off the air saying, I just want to listen. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really fascinating because it's, it's insight that we don't have normally. Now, I know that uh, we have like 90, 100,000 people who listen to this show. And... Uh, what is that? Is That's that a, awesome. That's, no. is it, Why was he laughing? He's laughing because he's just going, uh, I have that in my Rolodex. Yeah, we get it. That's, that's what he's thinking. No, I'm a big Grammy-winning producer. No, would, Since you see me last, Craig, I'm no schmo living no. on uh, living in, somebody's couch. <laughs> in a, on a couch. I think you were on a couch at that's, one time when I, I met you. I think I was. Yeah, over in Hollywood. Absolutely. Yes, you lived very close to me. And, uh, and yeah, he was on a couch. He's just crazy. Huh? He's just crazy. And now nice he's couch. produced. Oh, I'd have to give some of the credits. We yes. have not done a lot of that. Please. Yes. Okay, all right. It's good for me. Okay, uh, great. Go. I have to tell you one of my <laughs> impressed, <laughs> most impressed ones is Alanis Morissette. I feel like Morissette. I'm at home. It's my mother. Alanis Morissette. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Well, which album? But you got. You, I thought you were going to read like from the good. top. I'm like, going, going to. Like, I'm the, going to. I went with the first one. I feel and like my this is Thanksgiving you, dinner, and I'm like, you know, you can't with guide my, your my mother parents. in telling your mother on which credits to open up with. No, you have to no, allow no. your mother to be who I she is. I did it on my own, okay. and I earned them. And okay. frankly, mom, I'm very okay. <laughs> I had something to do with this. No, okay, <laughs> I had a little something to do with when this. I, when Don't I, forget who introduced you to Brian Johnson. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't have your little riff with the actual I guy who wrote with, that yeah, music if I'm it wasn't nothing me. without you. All right, my my book. <laughs> I I just had to say that I mean that's the problem with reading all of this list, this cavalcade of stars. Mm -hmm. Is something comes up for me each one that I read, and the first one I saw was Alanis Morissette, starting with A. Alanis. Alanis. Oh, great! Thank <laughs> God you said that. If I ever meet her one day, I would be mispronouncing. Thank yeah. goodness you're here. Uh, I, uh, a friend of ours had a, uh, used to have a bar. Would you stop? I'll get to the freaking credits. You're already here overtime. <laughs> yeah, but you're not you're overtime. I'm going to get to it. Sight. I'm uh, everything that I say has, has some reason for saying it. If you have some patience, okay. sorry. Didn't you mention patience? Yes, the I first did. Time? Yes. Still trying to apply. I think that was a projection of self. <laughs> it was. Okay. I'm the therapist here. You're projecting. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. So I was invited to a bar. <laughs> What is wrong? I'm talking about Alanis Morissette. I think she's. I think she's one of the. Now we talked about breakthrough and unique. When she came out with Jagged Little Pill, mm -hmm. I thought it was the most unique music that I had heard in at least ten years. It was. It was an oh, so album. thank you. You're agreeing with me. I saw her in a bar. I never was. Cliff. Cliff. Yes, you were. You're calling me my, your mother, and I know that's very heavy for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanksgiving with your mother. It's just that so, tense, like Thanksgiving. I know. Exactly. I'm going to put you at the freaking kitty table. The March of the Wooden Soldiers is coming on. So we gotta... Look, I cooked this dinner. I cooked this meal. And you're going to eat it. When I tell you, you can eat it. I went to a bar. Remember Cliff? He had this bar. And, and they said, she is on the rise. And I watched her in this tiny little bar. Dragonfly, I think it was called or something. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, my God. She's going to be huge. And she... What is it about her that is that is that unique? 
that she stands out where I can see her in a bar before she made it and just know it. Mm. It's like, you know, just seeing someone that you know for a fact is going to make it. And how many times has that happened with you? Where they walk in, they're not that well known, and you just go, oh, yeah. They got it. They got the goods. Well, when I got to work with her, she obviously already had the goods. Well, she would already had a lot of success. Yes. So um, where I think if you someone is an example who when you, I was doing their first record, um, there's a girl named Michelle Branch. Yeah. So I met Michelle when she was barely 17. And um, we, we got together to write. And who who arranged the circumstances? Like an A&R guy or a publisher. Or okay, someone. they say uh, you should meet this John Shanks. He's a producer of the year in nineteen ninety five. No, I was whatever, no, whatever. I was not. I was two thousand five, nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. Oh, and, uh, okay. she came into the room and and we started writing and uh, we wrote a song and it was pretty easy. Easy and uh, I kind of programmed a little beat and put down an acoustic guitar and she started singing mm -hmm. started recording her vocal and then it was one of those moments you just have that epiphany and i just kind of i mm -hmm. actually stopped her singing at one point and i said you know we might never meet again this could be it but mm -hmm. all i know that you're the shit yeah so you're, you're gonna go off and write with and everyone. you don't say this to everyone i do no <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, no i don't i never... say that to ashley simpson be honest you know, the thing about, I love Ashley. And the thing yeah. about Ashley, uh, I think she got a real bum rap. Yeah, of course. You know, with the lip syncing on but Saturday that, you know, and, But, you know, the, we could talk, this is a deeper issue about the music business and mm -hmm. how overworked she was at that time. Mm -hmm. And her voice already was, um, you know, I don't want to say fragile, but she had a gravel grittiness to her voice, probably a bit of a node. And her record was coming out that week, and she was doing, you know, MTV and VH. You said a node, a people that don't that's know like that's a little blister on your vocal right. cords. Yeah, exactly. And is you, that a good thing? Not necessarily. Sometimes I mean, it can give a, a, it gives a, a sound a, that's a certain sound. And yeah. her her tone was uh, had a bit of that rasp. Yeah. You now mm -hmm. sometimes that that's gives her a signature, and it makes her identifiable. Mm -hmm. And but when I started working with her, um, what I loved about her and was uh, I, I, my initial meeting with her. I said, "What kind of record do you want to make? Like, who do you love? Who do you listen to? And how do you hear this record?" And she was like, "Well, I love Blondie, and I love Cheap Trick, and I love The Pretenders, and I love." The, and I was like, "Oh, got it. Mm. This is awesome." Mm -hmm. You know. So I said, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll start writing." And she was a really great collaborator. Great with lyric ideas. Must be difficult, though, at that age because they don't have much experience to put into the writing. That's what my biggest critique would be with any. Well, do you meet them where they're at? And no, she came to. She came. Well, yeah. So, I mean, she came to my room yeah. and then uh, we just started writing. And we, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of musically kind of go somewhere and she kind of jumps on. You have your corner. guitar. I have a guitar. I'm a, like a little guitar and a beat or electric guitar or a keyboard mm -hmm. or wherever, mm -hmm. wherever gets us going. And she was amazing. And what I love about Ashley is that she was the polar opposite, you know, or not polar opposite, but she was different from a Kelly Clarkson where... Or her sister. Yeah, where her sister had, you know, is, is a you know, big range as far as, you know, melodically. You know, oh, yeah? I mean, yeah. Jessica has, Simpson has a big range. She's a great singer, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, okay. And That's true. I, I wasn't aware of that. And yeah. Kelly's a great singer. Yeah. So, so, but here's Ashley, which to me mm -hmm. has, a, has a tone, which is the second we were talking about hooks and, and things that are identifiable. The second you hear her voice, you know who it is. Yeah. That's a gift.
Mm-hmm. It's it's like hearing Clapton or Jimmy Page or Jeff Beck, and you just go, mm-hmm. oh, or Gilmore, and you mm-hmm. go, That's, you, know, mm-hmm. you know exactly who you're, you're right. listening to. Right. So to me, I found that intriguing. I found it intriguing as a writer to work with somebody who we could explore certain melodic avenues in this almost you know like Patti Smith or mm-hmm. or those kind of. You know, artists like Lou Reed or Leonard Cohen, I mean, or Dylan, not big rangy singers, but great uh, Mm -hmm. interpreter of the song. Sure. And that's where I really and fell in love with her. You know, I think and she was a hard worker. She was she worked as hard as anybody. I'm happy to hear this. And and you know what? This is in contrast to some of my beliefs are uh, what I was when I was having my disagreement with my assistant and saying this, your generation, you know, I was playing the old man, your generation, you know, you don't have a Beatles and and so on. I also said in that statement that they, they they don't write the music; they have it written for them. Some don't. Some don't. Most don't. Would you say that's true? Most don't. Well, and now this surprised me. Ashley Simpson is actually writing these songs. She was co-writing with. And with again, where, and, what, what and, are they drawing from? What are they drawing from? I sometimes, guess, sometimes it's an idea that I'm bringing to the table, like pieces of me, uh, which was her sing at the time, her big single. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of came up with that guitar figure, mm-hmm. and I had the title, and and she, you know, since we'd already had that trust with each other, we we she went down that path with me, and we brought another writer in, uh, Cara Diaguardi, and she helped us finish the song, and we, the three of us, you know, wrote it together. Mm-hmm. So so and, all three get credit. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's how it works with a collaboration, and, and so you, somebody uh, introduces you. Yes, Sarah. Do you ever like? Is it ever a therapy session where you're looking yes. for material? So it's like if we sat down together, be like, "What's going on in your life?" It's like absolutely like that kind of stuff. There was a song I remember um, that well. Uh, there was a song called "Through the Radio" that I wrote with Michelle Branch. Mm-hmm. That was going to be on her one of her records and uh i wrote with, wrote it with a girl uh, another writer named hillary Lindsay. she's a big nashville writer she mm-hmm. wrote jesus take the wheel and mm-hmm. she's so small and she's an amazing singer and amazing writer and um uh so it was one of those nights we the three of us got together we were in nashville and we were talking about life and love and unrequited you know lost love and and the idea came um, because of Michelle had, has dated other other artists or Hillary mm-hmm. or we we've all had that experience in our life of dating people that are also creative people and sometimes since we're not talking anymore because we're not together the only way we can talk to each other is kind of literally in our songs mm-hmm. wow is through the radio mm-hmm. and yeah, people can this is the song yeah it's you can a, almost get a, back at them or say or say a message that you've been meaning to say. There's a lot of things that they can achieve through you can, you writing. Can, oh, i got to say this without crying. Basically. Mm. You, can, um, you can come from a place of forgiveness and, yeah. and that the love will always be there mm. even though we're not together. Right. So, mm. and, um, and that's the core. And you just, you just, it's that thing. And there's a song on, on, <laughs> we can, on Bon Jovi's new record that John and I wrote called uh, Room at the End of the World, which is basically saying... What if I'd gone left instead of right? Uh, what mm. if I had, what if, you know, what if we were, maybe, maybe then, maybe you think about me, you know, even though, but in my mind, there's that, uh, there's a place I can go to. There's that room at the end of the world that you and I maybe are together. That we're, we're, what is the line? Where lost valentines gets, get, get sent 
is where you know where those letters and those ideas get sent. Sarah, doesn't it make you want to switch from comedy? <laughs> oh, you know for what I mean? sure. We have to come for from sure. resentment. Yeah, we have I to wish. come from cynicism and sarcasm. Yeah. And, I think the yeah. worst thing is you know, I never learned to play an instrument. We're not making anyone but cry. But I have a question about songs, misty. love songs, pop songs. Are you playing on this too? Yeah. You play on most of the things you produce? Yeah. yeah. You do. Like Ashley's record. You, you, or you very rarely pull in another guitarist. No. Yeah, it's usually me unless there's a yeah. band and then the guitar player in the band... Any jealousy? Uh, anything mm. ever happened? Something similar to that? The good, you know, Richie Sambora, amazing guitar player. Right. And uh, we co- so we've co-written a lot of songs. So you're playing together. with him. Well, yeah, we're one's, we're one's supporting playing each other. Rhythm and one's playing. Uh, yeah. yeah, he'll always play the leads, and sometimes I add little like ear candy stuff, mm-hmm. and he's playing. You know, I'm filling in the blanks yeah. a little bit, and but Richie's playing. You know, mostly everything. Here's your first trivia question, by the way. Okay. And promising you to tribute. Oh, so I get uh, did she text you back? Uh, no. She didn't text you back? No. All right. I don't want to say it then. Which? <laughs> you have two people that are, you've texted. I want you to stay with no, us, always, by the way. Okay. John Shanks is our guest. And if you stay with us, we might have some major surprises. I say might. Might. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, be on a might, plane, maybe. But, yeah. I've made my calls to my 80s well, if friends. Well, I had more <laughs> so, notice, I'm sure we could. The, uh, uh, here's your first trivia question. Who, um, who was in the cast of Seventh Heaven? Really? Yeah, what musician was in the cast of Seventh, seventh Heaven? We the, already know. He does not know. I yes. Do- He's, he's blanking. I will help you. No, do not help. Give me a clue. Sarah. Give me a clue. By the way, if she was playing against you, she would cut your throat for this answer. Fuck you, I she got would it. Never ding, give, ding, she, would ding, never ding. Give, she would never give you this Seventh answer. Heaven. Seventh on. Heaven. There was a cast, a cast member of, of Seventh Heaven is one of your clients. With the nose. Can you call them clients? With the nose. Oh, Ashley. What yeah, is Ashley, wrong with yeah. you, Sarah? <laughs> Who's yeah. he playing against? Let him hang. <laughs> Wasn't like, you know... Uh, Anyway, okay, we're getting yeah. a call. We're getting a call. Let's see who it is. It's from. It's local. Maybe it's a friend of yours. Hi, who's this? No, it's somebody. Hi, uh, this is Michael. Michael, uh, is how it... you doing, you guys? Thanks very much. This is an excellent show. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm digging it too. It's got a different vibe. We're like NPR today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got, John Shanks uh, has sort of well, an NPR voice. And ready balls. It, it, it's, it's it's pretty cool. But um, uh, good to hear from you, Michael. You have a question for uh, or comment for John Shanks? Yeah, I'm a musician and songwriter in Los Angeles, and um, I was just thinking as I was listening to John talk, virtually mm. uh, about Beatles and everything like that, you know, we all worship at the altar, right? Those guys invented it, and McCartney is still doing it, you know, almost as good as when he started. It's unbelievable. Um, but what I was thinking uh, about Jeff Emmerich's book and Silver Moan and their style of producing and uh, creating was to sort of capture the magnificence of the songwriting. You know, Jeff Emmerich says many times in his book, uh, John would bring in a song with Paul and they would just sing it with two acoustic guitars and Jeff Emmerich and George Martin would look at each other and say, geez, we can almost just put it out like that. Um, but then, of course, their beautiful production would make them the, the songs that we all know, where it seems like, John, it's almost like you're, You've started creating a, a style of producing uh, with Mutt Lang and other fo- folks like you were. You're not really part of a band, are you? But you're not really a producer like George Martin, who is a capturer of content. You really 
are sort of co-creating it right from the very beginning. And um, I have to say that I'm not very crazy about a lot of what Myra Cyrus does. It, it, it's and you're helping me look at her in a different kind of way. Mm. Um, does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, I think it. For me, there's I have to look at. Sometimes I, I try to be the kind of George Martin guy where it's you look at it that way where and then sometimes, you know, sometimes where I get fearful or the anxiety is that I think, oh, here's a song that I'm hearing on acoustic guitar. And how do I keep the true essence of the song, but yet bring it to the next level? Yeah, um, he was specific about Miley Cyrus, but you said you played on it. You didn't produce her. No, but I her right? last record I wrote half the record and produced okay. half the record and you know i'm playing all the instruments and when you say you wrote did you write with her and yeah, you collaborated yeah, with her yeah absolutely wow. well, we got to talk about that's that the thing it's like the collaboration is not just someone bringing to you a complete song and um this is just uh, a conversation that happens amongst all the you know studio musicians and and, and also songwriters mm. in town mm -hmm. where there's a, a style of songwriting that it uh, unless it happens to fit within What's on the radio now? Right. Um, I, I'm a very firm believer in what Joni Mitchell says, which is, in order for you to be hip, you have to be willing to sacrifice being thought of as unhip for quite a long time. Right. And then they come to you, right. whether you're, you know, Tony Bennett, uh, hmm. going through a downtime until MTV comes along and makes you. Uh, yeah, you know, but they, you know, no, but, it, but also it just the, keeps on being Tony Bennett, it's, right? It's, but the flip like side, an example of an older one. I understand, but the flip side of that is also, as the A and R guy said, Tony, you know, we should do a duets record because we know if we bring in, you know, Lady Gaga, it's going to sell, mm -hmm. and that's exactly right. what happened. So, you know, that's the classic: Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there are definitely times where, you know, I'll. You know, I did this whole thing with Guitar Center, and it was all about singer-songwriters. And the reason I wanted to do it, which is, uh, was because that, you know, I love the 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 essence of singer-songwriter, and you know, the Jackson Browns, those, you know, James Taylor's, the Cat Stevens, and you know, I, I, any chance I had to help bring those kind of artists to light in a small way, I was I was up for. And so now. Um, at times, myself as a guitar player, I've had to learn how to, you know, play the game, which is, you know, program beats and, you know, learn logic. And that's a program and a recording and, and writing program. And um, how to, you know, know what's the hippest synths. And, and I'm calling Ryan Tatter and saying, you know, what synth did you use on, you know, on Ellie Goulding's record? And he's like, oh, it's this synth and blah, blah, blah. So, you know... It doesn't matter. It's like you can put a guitar in anybody's hand. They're still going to sound like themselves. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if they're playing through somebody's rig or, you know, the same tools. It's just what you do with those tools. Um, but, but would you say that the idea that you have to call or that you're choosing to call someone about a synth sound that they use on their record, um, like, is that sort of going against the grain of being more standing up for what is artistically... Mm -hmm. For, for an artistic, you know, for an artist, a song. No, I'll give you another decision. example. I was you were talking about Katie Segal before, correct? Yeah. You know, I, I remember years ago we, I was at a barbecue at Katie's house. You were, mm -hmm. you were probably there, mm -hmm. you know. And David Crosby was there, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my god, 
David Crosby. A lot of people don't realize Katie's voice and who she used to sing with. Right. Bette Midler. Bette Midler. And, yeah. Amazing. And so, and that's how I, and I remember Katie when she used to play clubs in town sure. and Starwood and places right. like that. Anyway, so here's David Crosby. And as a guitar player and musician, I eventually got the opportunity to sit with him and talk to him about good songwriting yeah. and guitar playing. And somehow we got into uh, Guinevere. See how fast you can Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Now, where do you think he learned the tuning for Guinevere? Joni Mitchell. Joni. The, yeah. the tuning for Guinevere is dadgad. So it's not tuned in standard tuning. Mm -hmm. Joni's famous for playing in altered tunings. Wow. Um, and if you listen to Sweet, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes or, uh, or, or Guinevere, that's a perfect example of somebody taking something from somebody else yeah. and applying it to find to get a couple songs that out and it, literally when david showed me how to play guinevere and that and that tuning the one thing he said to me goes you'll get three or four songs out of that tuning good luck <laughs> right <laughs> and i did you know you have I mean, to be like a librarian for music to be a producer i at the beginning of the show i said i want to do it i could never do it anyway thank you so much for calling michael i have to take a break that's what that music means this is not music that John Shanks produced. <laughs> this is not Guinevere. This is, not. This, is, this is no Guinevere. It's, it's what they give us. Uh, we're going to come back and uh, real quick trivia question before we go to the break. Where is Michelle Branch from? John She's Shanks. from Arizona. Sedona, Arizona. Very good. Sedona. Ding, ding. That's a, very That's a double point place. score, right? I yeah. happen to be performing here there this weekend at the Tempe so Improv. <laughs> Listen. If I don't have people come to see it. me, you jackasses, <laughs> you'll make no money on top of no but, money. But oh. Tempe Improv this weekend. I will be performing there. And Tempe, uh, Friday, Tempe, Friday Tempe. through, yeah, Tempe, Tempe, Tempe. <laughs> uh, Friday through Sunday. Uh, and we, we're going to be having a blast there. Hopefully, you know who else is from there? Who you produce? One of our favorites. Hopefully, she'll come to my show. From Arizona? Yes, Arizona. Give it to me quickly. We've got to take a break. All-time legend. Legend. Female singer. Uh, with a band. With a band. With a band. Uh, you got to give a better clue than that. Male Start. name. She has a male first name. Starts with a... Stevie Nicks. Oh, that's right. She's, she I lives knew that. In, she lives in Arizona. Yes. Maybe yes. she'll come to the show. I think See how it all well. ties up. But uh, we're going to come back. And I have to get to some commercial stuff when we get back. We've done this. This has been NPR. We've done this commercial free with John Shanks. And I don't want to tease you too much, but somebody could be calling. I'll give you a hint. She will no, call me maybe. I maybe she oh, will call me. No. That was, that was weak. <laughs> come on. I'm look, you hear the music? I'm in a rush to get to the commercial. I have to throw something out there. That's your tease. That could be calling. Maybe. Uh, stay with us. I got nothing. <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on toadhopnetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording, you a**hole? 
So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers. Or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you kick ass online. Right now, GoDaddy's offering .com domains for just $1.99. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code TOAD to get your $1.99.com or click on the GoDaddy graphic on the ToadHop website. Some limitations apply. See website for details. What's up, everyone? Sports Guru here. Sick of looking at the same old boring websites? Well, check out the newsportsguru.com for all the hottest training videos and all the biggest sports news. Become a VIP for only $4.99 and get premium access to everything the Sports Guru has to offer. The beautiful Gurus Girls, all my biggest sports picks, and much more. So get off that porn site and check out the newsportsguru.com. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphone. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. System 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. Taking over this time, they should worry. But these problems aside, I think I taught you well. Then we won't run, and we won't run, and we won't run. And if the winter night sky ships are sailing, looking down on these bright blue city lights, and they won't wait. We're here to stay, we're here to stay, we're here to stay. 
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. There, he's walking back in right now. Any guys have a guess on who he was calling? John Shanks is our guest, and he's produced every uh, album. No, that was a male artist. That was a male artist? Okay. Oh, I was trying to guess who it was. You called him Schnooks. Yeah. So anybody have any guesses on who Schnooks could be? I was, I was going, I didn't know Snooky from Jersey Shore. <laughs> sure. I didn't know he produced just, her albums. No, no, that's... That's just Schnook. a nickname. Yeah, nickname. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that has nothing to do with his And unfortunately, name. he's in bed. He has a show. He's playing this. I'll give you a clue. He's uh, playing this week uh, at the Staples Center, but he's kind of sick. Staples so Center. He's not feeling well. Who's oh, playing God. at the Staples Center this week? A couple minutes. He so, can talk to us. Just to, just who to, is it? Just so I can the, hashtag his name. That's all. Just two seconds, and he's not going to do it. Yeah. Who is it? And he, and he would if, and he, would if he, would. he wasn't feeling All right. Next, next time. We'll have you he's on a again. a good guy. Who, who, who was it? I, I, anybody want to guess? Uh, let's see. I'm going to look at his list here. I'm going to cheat. <laughs> That's how I roll. Jeez, uh, you do a lot of you do a lot of female artists. Mm. By the way, there's I don't get jealous of a Is lot. It John of things. Mayer? No, he John. played the other night. Schnooks, John Mayer. No, no, it's not him. He played the other night. Schnooks. Schnooks. Is it a pop? I, it totally does. Schnooks has nothing to do with the answer, does it? No. It's a total made-up name. Do you call him that, or does everybody call him that? No. It's just... Who calls I, him I, Schnooks? I, I, let's just move. <laughs> it's just something he calls me, and I call him. It's yeah, just, I got just, it. They're just like, you know, like when you were saying uh, K Casey, you know, it's just like... No, I know, I just, know. You know. You end up adapting thing. or adopting that person's nickname for you, so you call it to each other. I, I have that happen with... Uh, yeah, it's just... I. Just, Shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> what do you mean you shouldn't have said anything? I That's didn't think you part. heard what I, you know. I did hear. I was trying to help, help us out here. I yeah. got you. I it's understand. Like a all, I understand all that. <laughs> so you're, you're, nobody has any it's guesses on Schnooks? Oh, who is it? We can look it up. Who's playing the Staples? Bon Jovi. Ah. Bon Jovi is Schnooks. No, it's not. Jeez. <laughs> hey, you get me in trouble here. No, I'm not going to. How Jeez. does that get you in trouble? Nobody because, listens. Because that's his little pet. <laughs> we got 90 people listening. <laughs> the platform wasn't big enough. It, it, <laughs> is that what it was? I don't know. He's, honestly, I was doesn't, about to he's say, not feeling well. he really does seem like the genuine article. He is. Uh, he's a saint. Yeah, he seems like he he's just got a whole other vibe going i just dig that he took your call whoever that is whoever that is put him on speakerphone no that, that was the wife <laughs> oh that's your wife yeah. where's your put wedding on speakerphone. Ring? let's let's uh, where's your wedding ring sarah wants to know uh it's in the car it's, no, no it I'm is kidding. not it's, you I, just don't wear it no i don't really wear one it. of those guys yeah one I'm, one of those, I'm one of those guys one of those guys yeah one of those guys working with all these oh, young pop stars to, yeah. i was about to get to my jealousy by the way and i want to know what oh. happened to them okay okay i've one i don't get jealous a lot but okay. there is one group maybe you can name who it is backstreet boys who <laughs> I, no it's not that Handsome. i have major crush Hanson. And I heard one of my friends. This is a man crash? I heard one. No, it's a female. Oh, okay. And, I've, and I, I heard one of my, our friends slept with her. And I was very upset by it. You have any guess? I don't know. God. The Coors. Oh. Good Lord. Oh, you one know who it was. One of our friends. Yeah. One of our friends oh, wait, slept you're just with. like, this is like the, this cone of truth, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I didn't say who it was. No, but you know. But, but you know what? I know. Uh, oh, you know who he is. Of course. And you know which one, which Corey slept with. I think he slept with a couple of them, that no, bastard. No. I was so jealous no. when I heard this. No, because I don't, I don't they, think he did. What, now, what happened to them? I'm not going to talk about it, this other person's life. I asked what happened to them, not what happened in the bedroom. They're, uh, what happened to their career? They, I love the cores. They were great. They, uh, you know, I think they took 
time off, and then I heard they were going to do a greatest <laughs> permanently. Hits. Okay. No, not necessarily. No. You know, and then they were going to do a greatest hits because uh-huh. I almost was going to work with them. Uh, I believe about a year. Did ago. they do the whole time off because a couple of them got married? Yeah. And they, you I know, think, they have I kids think, and said they. I, I, I believe that's part of it. I think probably. Sharon got married and yeah. has a kid and. Carolyn, I do you think, know who they uh, are, Sarah? Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, late nineties, unbelievably beautiful. Two thousands, you know, they had their big Irish three sisters and a brother. Yes. Yeah. What was that? What was that big? I wouldn't know that brother if he walked in here mm. and said, "I'm a core." I wouldn't know him. It was the other ones I focused on. I, you know, They're it's gorgeous. not for me to talk about the cores in the sense that you know, political or the inner workings of what happened, and the, it's. I don't think that's. A oh, I see. There You're might that, be he some. Oh, dish. he's dancing around. He doesn't that. dish. Okay, I don't need the dish. Oh. I just needed to know. I wanted to know musically what happened or what literally happened. It's stuff I could. Babies. I could look it up. It ruins Life. a woman's career. Life. Is that what that's it is? That's why I'm never going to have them. <laughs> so career But that's a good question. I mean, you know, that's why someone yeah. like Stevie Nicks made that conscious decision not to. She did. Yeah, she did. You know, I mean, Can that's we why think... was Cheryl Crow, you know, she adopted Kit, you know. Two well, boys let's think and... about this now. Okay, so she has a child. Um, Bonnie Raitt. I don't think she had kids. Probably. Kids. Okay. Now, do we have any examples of ones that have made it that have had children? Uh, Madonna. Very interesting. Yeah. Madonna. Yeah. There you go. Good hey. one. <laughs> Uh, Pat Benatar. I mean, sure, right? Sure. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Kids forty now, but uh, but still, there's yeah. plenty. There's plenty. Are there? Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. But they made the this conscious choice of uh, uh, they definitely did not want that to get in the way. Well, that's what's terrifying. Is that's what Dan always warns me again. It's like never get married or have children, or you won't have a career. Terrifying. Seriously? Yeah, he tells me that. I'll, so I hide whenever I'm. Dating Was he from 1950? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's like, he might as well say, yes, and dames don't get married, Steve. You want to make it a business, see? That's, 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 that's how it sounds. I like love those guys. A bunch of broads, dames. Because hey, that's what they sound like. Yeah. I don't think that's a necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they all sound like that. Let me tell you, CB, if you really want to go somewhere in this business, kid. They don't use the word extra. They extra, extra. Read all about it. That's kind of how uh, Dan talks. I want to know. <laughs> that's true. I want to know. It's sort of like a... Match.com for musicmatch.com. That's kind of what happens is people pair you. And have you had any situations? I know you don't oh, like the good. dish. This is good. I'm, go- I'm going. Let's go. You're going to go there. Thank a little, you. A little. So for I, won't, I won't mention. Yeah. I don't work. I will, yeah, let's go. You won't mention a name. Where their match takes place, they yes. say you two are going to be together. You're going to write together. Yes. Now, it's, it's like a, uh, you know, it's like you're from India and they say you must marry this person. <laughs> There's no vetting process. You have no say in it. So they match you together. Yes. And what happened? Uh, The worst situation. Okay. Sometimes, you know, people you work with become friends, you Mm -hmm. know, life, you know, lifelong friends and some are clients. (laughs) Yeah. And then some where you walk in and you're a little nervous and it goes exceptionally well and it goes better than you thought it would. And then there are times where, um, it kind of doesn't, yeah. And it's awkward, yeah. and it's um, there's a. I've had situations where, you know, depending on how much experience that other person's had with co-writing, uh, sometimes it's it's good to be the first person to write with, you know, an artist. Popping mm-hmm. the cherry. Okay. It's yeah. like sex, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By so the way, some... Sarah, it always goes there. <laughs> yeah. I'm but surprised s- she didn't say it's like <clears throat> anal sex. 
Okay. Wow. That was a projection. (laughs) That was a projection. projection. How about that was just a repeat of what usually comes out of your mouth? That's okay. Okay. We'll move on. Segue. Come on. (laughs) Transition. Tangent. (laughs) Yeah, tangent. Squirrel. No, for real, though. It's like a chemistry thing, right? Right. So sometimes, you know. Of course, you don't have it sometimes. No, I've had an experience where I've written songs for an artist, and then they the record homies come back to me and they say, you know, now this artist wants to write, mm. you know, because they're at this point in their career where they've had certain <laughs> amount of success and they, they want to explore the co-writing thing. And sometimes it's good to, you think, and you're one of the first people you're going to get that opportunity to write with this, this artist. And you with me? Yeah. I'm with yeah. you, but I'm, you okay? I'm just thinking of, of your reaction if you think to yourself you know this person now because you've worked with them and, the exp- and you know their capability and abilities no, no, you, and, and you, sometimes you're thinking to yourself are you not having an inner monologue going I don't know that that's such a good idea well because it can right. backfire oh, sorry it can backfire on you you know so my experience with them coming in and, and, and singing songs they didn't write was very was was great. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. And then, but co-writing is a whole. It goes to a deeper level, and it's a whole different yeah. thing. And so, uh, yeah, I've had. And si- you have to criticize them. You have to say that's in a, in a very tactful way, which is probably why you're a good producer. You know I mean, how to do and so I've had that with your therapy degree. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, so I've you know that person has come in, and you now some people are really open to. Uh, collaborating and lyric ideas and turning a phrase. Alternative and suggestions. Alternative, yeah, you know, exactly. They take direction well. Right. Some people don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and, was about to get to that. What if they're uh, part of what I think people, people ask me, what do so-and-so have in common? What do famous people have in common? One thing is an unbelievable ego it takes. You have to have a mm. major ego, not have to, I shouldn't say that. Many have to have a major ego just to stay at that level. So to, you're combining that ego with now a collaboration which takes a letting go of ego and surrender of that. Isn't that a difficult situation for you to be but in? But you have to know when you're co-writing with a certain artist, especially a successful artist, that you know you can't put words in their mouth because they have to sing these songs hopefully for 25 years. Mm. So you know I might be trying to suggest a, you know, a, a phrase mm-hmm. or something and they go, you know what, that's just not me. Yeah, I'm never going to say that. I'm never going to sing that. And so you have to learn to back off because, and you then you have to just you know wait till organically something else comes up. And yeah, because um, they have to go sell this. You know, they have to go out there and promote this song or this album, and and they have to sell it on stage. Frankly. Yeah, I mean, and it's... so you know if you can get a song that they're going to play every night. You know, mm-hmm. when a guy or a girl or have done 10 albums or four albums or two, three, you know, they have a certain amount of material. Now the set list gets tighter, what they're going to perform because they've done, you know, three, four, five albums. Mm -hmm. So you want, you know, the goal is to write these career songs that are going to last. And so when you go see a certain artist, you, you know, uh, you're in the audience and you go, oh my God, they're still playing the song we wrote together. Right. Or they're ending the show with that song. It sounds like there are more songwriters than I've given credit for this generation. That's what I'm getting out of this conversation. There's a lot more. There's a lot. Listen, I'm fine with the even co-writer. If they write the word the, I mean, it's more than I think is going on in this generation. I don't. 
I don't think. Well, there's the joke, you know. Is it fifty percent? Well, write their own stuff. This is we can get into the the, the details of yeah. the how it works. You know, there's the joke. You know, change a word, get a third. Right, <laughs> right. So, but I didn't know that joke. I love it. That's well, why I'm laughing spontaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard it. You're not faking. No, not. I thought it was a great That's joke. I don't even know who gets credit for it, but it's fantastic. You get you get a third. <laughs> I'm learning so much today. So, I mean, the thing is, do I get a third just for that piece? Absolutely. Okay. All right. I've had people make a good cup of coffee and. They You've gotten publishing, you know. I mean, the thing is, you know, there's the Nashville way of looking at things, which is which is the way I tend to to, to look at it. Which is, um, you know, if there's three of us in the room, we try to do it in thirds. If there's two, it's fifty fifty. Wow. You know. Now, if you look at a lot of pop songs, a lot of people, the the problem with um, no LPs anymore or records or even CDs. You right. look, if you look at a CD jacket, you need binoculars to read the credits, mm -hmm. yeah. and it's kind of depressing this is where i turn into you know mr wills or the old guy where i just think you know you have these um, um, unbelievable people that are working so hard on making these albums for for these giant pop stars or these giant artists and it does take a team yeah. it takes it's not just the producer you know you look at some look at the hits some of the hit songs that are out there today and there's five writers on these songs, you know, and some of that might be, you know, one guy had the, the beat and the groove and, 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 and some essence of, of the music. And then there's the top line girl who's the girl who comes in and just writes the lyric. Yeah. And then it's, there's the other guy who came up with, so it's, there's that way of writing. And then that's sometimes where it gets sticky. And that's what's been going on recently and more of that. Well, there are far less bands well, there's, there's, that are together now, right? I mean, there are far less I'm just talking about modern this, pop right? music. Modern and, pop music does not have a band. It's, it's consistent or a team that's consistent, correct? Uh, yeah, because they're self-contained usually. Right. Where you know a lot of the a lot of certain artists, you know, there and guys like me or certain other producers, they 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 hire to you know try and get hits from, you know, some of these guys. How a lot of them are doing it now is they have a camp. They have mm -hmm. guys that are, they publish that are under their umbrella, and these guys are in rooms, and I'm, let's say, you know, I'm publishing you, and I'm publishing you, Greg, and, and you come back to me with like, oh, I have an idea for a song. Now, I might take your little bit, and I might take the little bit from you and combine them and then bring in a top-line girl, and the th you know, and I'm overseeing it. Mm, is that why it sounds similar? And, and so, how much are you getting that uh, in you know, royalties? I'm, but it's my company, so uh, you know, you're working for me. And I, oh, you're hired hands, and so it's basically but, but, anything that comes out of your mouth, you're paid for already, but you just don't get... On, you, I'm publishing you. Don't you get, a, as you don't your, get the publishing rights. As your publisher, I'm, you have a co-publishing deal with me, okay, and you get a... And I, but, so it's a win-win for me. Right. Right. Because yeah. I'm taking, you know, your your this track from you, so mm -hmm. to speak, and yeah. you know, and I'm, you know, and then the artists, of course, you know, certain artists, you know, they they got to have their cut, yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden their names are on the songs, and you know, were they writers on the songs? Maybe a little bit, you know, but it's you know, these Music slots, sweatshops, yeah, these slots become so <laughs> coveted, you know, it's hard, you know, to be on a certain records if you're going to play that pop game you know yeah. you want that opportunity to get those slots on those records yeah and because if let's say if you and i are writing today my name's sarah sarah, hi, yeah. sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. i was gonna go anyway i won't go deeper on the, she'll blame me for yeah. you not knowing her name i know her name i'm just kidding okay so let's say we're sarah, sarah, sarah and i are writing yeah. a song but 
Sarah's signed to, you know, record company X. But guess what? Tomorrow Sarah's going to write with another schlub like me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so at the end, Sarah's going to add up her 30 songs or 25 songs to think, does she, what, does she have her album? Yeah. Now, that's what we were talking about before mm-hmm. in the break, you know. So these six songs that you and I, when we bonded and, you know, we went, <laughs> yeah. we wrote all these great songs, you know, and they're not hits. Maybe mm-hmm. two, maybe one, three. One's the kind of mid-tempo or a ballad and the one's the, the, the big singly. And so, but she's going and working with, you know, another guy. And Well, that's what it must be like It's a now. competition. It's kind yeah. of, it's kind yeah. of like sex. It's like bands that last a long time together. It's like, oh, I gotta I'm go, I, I, I gotta go back to that. I gotta go back to that. But if you have like a, you know, I'm gonna be really good. I'm gonna be really. No, but the I'm common, going with your sex but, parallel. No, no, but the common de- 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 now you're giving me the look. <laughs> no, but I'm, the that's common enough, denominator. Enough, okay. Here's the deal: the common denominator is Sarah. Yeah. So she, depending on how strong she is as an artist, is spearheading her vision for her record, mm-hmm. right? So I can collaborate with her, and I can we can maybe we'll hit on a sound or a direction for her that somebody else didn't think of Mm -hmm. so you're trying to think what's you know six months ahead or a year ahead sonically or where it's going or or sometimes the reason you were talking about Atlantis's first record was the reason part of its connection or at the time even Michelle Branch's first record Mm -hmm. connected it was a it was at a period of pop music where Britney was so you know it was hit me baby one more time Mm -hmm. it was all that and here's this girl that's guitar acoustic Mm. guitars and beats Mm -hmm. yeah uh mixed with real drums and big guitars and it was kind of the start of that this kind of beginning of that pop i have so many questions we're we're out of time i'll give you real quick trivia questions hansen introduced a new beer buzz in if you know this to celebrate 21 years together what's the beer called (laughs) <laughs> it's called mm, hops. <laughs> not funny. That's not true, though. It's is true. It? It's a true story. You're That's... kidding. No, I'm not kidding at all. I'm f- telling the truth. Really? It's You're... called mm, hops beer. Mm. I don't know. Where's hops? Keith Urban mm. from? Uh, you know where he's from? Australia. No, incorrecto. So I'm helping you the next time you see them. I just want you to know. New Zealand, yes. Wow. Where's Kelly Clarkson from? She is from Texas. Yes, she is. Know the yes. town? Uh, ye- How many siblings? I Nine. Miley Cyrus's favorite food? Cereal. Pumpkin pie? I don't believe that. Listen, <laughs> listen. The next time you see I, her, I've been around her a lot. Not present a lot of her pie. with a pumpkin pie. Oh, she's right. going to freak out. You really know me, John. Is that her, by <laughs> the way, is it her vision what's happening right now? Or is it people that are working no, with her? No, that's, that's her vision. Yeah, she's, she's definitely she's the smartest she's one in this room. She knows exactly what she's Lana's doing. Lana's Morissette's favorite color. Purple, John 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 Bon Jovi's favorite drink, white wine. No, the <laughs> muff dive. What? What's that? What the hell is that? The muff dive. It's called the muff dive. He loves muff dives. So <laughs> next time you talk, <laughs> 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 the muff dive is either. What's what? a muff dive? What is it? It's a drink. I know. What's Backstreet a drink? Which one of them loves poetry? AJ. AJ. Oh, very good. All right. Listen, um, my, I'm 28. It how many Grammys did the Backstreet Boys high. win? None. Very good. You got it, John Shanks. Thank you so much for coming Thank in. Thank you at the for last. I hope you had a wonderful time on our NPR episode there. of the Craig Shoemaker Show. I didn't get to one ad. Craig, Craig, go to, Craig. John, Craig, go what? to healthyfeetstore.com. Put in the coupon code, to, uh, laugh it off 2013, and you'll get these great shoes. You'll get a discount. Every kind of shoe. You buy it for your kids, for your wife. She let you here for a whole extra hour. You got to buy ask you a question. Shoes. Yes. Where are you playing next? I'm playing in Tempe, Arizona. But more important, go to healthyfeetstore.com. Sarah. Yeah. I just want you to make sure I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> HealthyFeedStore.com. Like us on Facebook. We're almost to 1,000. Wow. Why do I have freaking 20 grand? I have 20 grand have... followers. How do I only have 1,000 on here? 20 grand. 20 grand worth of followers. 20,000. I really don't understand how we can have 100,000 listeners. What about Twitter? What about how many Twitter? I don't have that many Twitter. 13,000 of those. How many Twitters? We're working on it. You help us work on it, all right? John Shanks, thanks so much for being here. That was a blast. And next week, who do we have next week? Who? Who? Brad Williams. Brad Williams, one of the funniest guys Big ever. Guy. And this is, by the way, Big. no, really little. That's Brad Garrett. Is <laughs> no, that Brad Williams. <laughs> Brad Williams. He's literally a little person. Is he co-hosting? You, you went the whole opposite. You were, it's like of, you're making fun of the poor guy. I'm, no, I'm He's Raymond. two feet I'm thinking tall. Of Brad. Brad Garrett. I oh, just yeah. said that. Yes. Well, you know, the 80s were rough. On this me, is so. when this is when you let me take over. <laughs> okay, on this whole I'm outro. Sorry. All right. Okay. Take yeah. it home, Greg. Yeah. He Take it picks home. the exact opposite. Yeah, it's the big guy. Is no, it's the really little is he guy. Co-hosting. I'm gonna be gone the next. You're gonna two be weeks. gone the next two yep. weeks. Well, we know Ileana Douglas wow. will be here as a yeah. co-host. Yep. And probably we'll get. Uh, can, we'll, I, can I ask a question? We'll let you in. Ileana, ask her about her kids. You know where her kids are. She Jace, doesn't Jace. have kids. I'm She's one of my best friends. Oh my God, John, could you screw up this outro anymore? You've already go been here two hours. Just I'm let me do this. <laughs> Please like us on all that stuff, and uh, I will see you in Tempe, Arizona this weekend. CraigShoemaker.com for details on everything. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, Live from the Toad Hop.